Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom. I'm David. I'm here with Richard. Rich, how are you going? Hello, hello. Not too bad. The weather's finally beautiful. Feeling better already. Yeah, I thought it was almost getting biblical uh, in terms of the flooding. <laughs> Look unto the east. Episode 257, by the way, Rich, we're getting up there. Starting to turn to Ricky Ponig score. 257. Way up there. <laughs> way up there, man. And, um... How are you going, Rich? By the way, I'm ill at the moment, and I predicted my death today. I said I could die tomorrow. I could be dead by tomorrow. I made that comment to someone. They said, you're not going to die, Dave. I'm like, oh, it wouldn't surprise me. You know? It's been a long time coming. The spectres stalked me ever since the 80s, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you could, but it's highly unlikely. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick. I, I, I t- I'm sick of life. I'll tell you what, like, I, um, I've, been, I've been just shredded all week struggling, battling, and today I, I had just no energy whatsoever. went to the doctor to fill a script early this morning and then thought, well, fuck it, because right up near where we are is there's a COVID testing clinic right sort of at the end of our street almost, you know, like it's a block away from our house. And I was like, there was no one in there. And so I just went and we just got one of the, the, the tests. I thought, well, why not, you know? Like, I, and, and I actually cancelled tennis tomorrow. I said, I'm waiting on a COVID test. Now, do I think I've got COVID? No. And could I play tennis? If you said, Dave, you've got $10,000 if you get hit the court, I'm on the fucking court, you know? Um, but I genuinely don't feel well, Rich. And you were claiming it could be late nights with Michelle away. Is that what you're thinking? What? Uh, were you thinking it could be caused by late nights? You know, late nights? Yeah, yeah. Night. I mean, you, you have, you've, been burning, you've been burning the wick on both ends this week, I think. Man, I tell you what, I, I realised I was so tired. I was like, I can understand people who've got loads of money if they're single, why they get hooked into like, you know, like taking massive amounts of cocaine or something. It's just to feel something. You know what I mean? It's to fill some hole inside yourself, basically. Some no, emptiness. I think you, you've just got some weird <laughs> infatuation with cocaine. <laughs> not really, not specifically yeah, cocaine. You, yeah, I, 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 I would any think- drug. I, I would almost gather that I think almost every episode you somehow bring up cocaine. <laughs> no, I, I really don't, and not per, not on a personal note, but I'm just using that as an example of a of a drug that I think, if you were just looking for something to kickstart the heart, you know, that's the only attraction it would have for me, just to feel something, Richard, in this in this kind of like, if when you're as dead inside as me, you know what I'm saying? When you when you when your heart is the cold black stone of my that I have, sometimes you just want that flicker of life. You know what I'm saying? And There's so many things you can do not drug-related, though. Sure. So, like I what? Mean, like what? Anything good? You can go river rafting. You can go skydiving. <laughs> yeah, bud, you want to feel alive? Go do that river stuff. River rafting. No, thanks. Skydiving, yes, I would do. Yeah, and you are right. And, I mean, I live a drug-free existence, but I'm just saying I, I can understand what people who've got piles of money who just think, who, who must, I reckon they just, some of them just hit that point where they're just like, fuck it. And then they got on board the train, and the train just kept speeding I, honest, up. I think that's a cop out. I think they haven't looked hard enough. Well, you know, no, I would also agree with your comment there. I see. I, I agree with that as well. I think it's it's a lack of uh, imagination almost, and it's just you know. But I don't know, man. I, I have been 
playing way too much Elden Ring, staying up late watching stuff, recording, working. You know, I have been doing it all this week, and I am a shadow. Like yesterday at lunch, we turned up for lunch. I could barely string together two words at one point, couldn't I? I mean, I was was putting together sentences, but for me it was slow, wasn't it? I felt slow, you know? You were a bit lethargic, yes. Yeah, and that's not normal for me, man. I was was like, I was like, uh, the beat of the conversation, I was like behind it. You know, and I was just like, man, and I came home, I, I thought to myself, is this death at one point, you know, and like get some sleep, Dave, got some sleep, and then I got up early and just the just the roundabout, thank God it's the weekend and I've cancelled tennis because I am going to sleep tonight, I'll be like Sleeping Beauty, you know what I mean? I won't be waking up till Prince Why Charming not? gives me a kiss. Why not? Yeah, it's going to take Prince Charming to get me up basically, you know? I'm not. No, seriously, it's not. I'm not. No, not minor figures. Nothing like that. No, no, no. Nothing like that to to really get me up. It's going to have to be Prince Charming. He's going to have to bring some roses. You know, basically. Um. So that's where I've been. Rich lost in the abyss all week. How are you? What's been going on? Uh, I've been. I've been good. I've been fine. Um. I actually just bought Elden Ring yesterday, as well as Borderlands oh. Three. So I've really? got some games to play. That's excellent. Well, I'd be interested to get your review of Elden Ring as well. Have you had a chance uh, yeah, to play Yeah, I only played about two hours, but uh, it seems like a typical uh, Souls game. Yes. Uh, a little bit more colourful, a little bit more open world-ish. Yes. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's different in that way, but when it comes to kind of like the combat and the UI and the mechanics, it's very, it's very Souls. Can I ask a question? Is UI user interface? Yeah. Okay, well, there we go. I've learned something. I, I was a guess, actually, to be honest. <laughs> I started as a, uh, what, a, a, what they call it, a confessor. Right, okay. Uh, and what it stats like is that? Cl- the closest thing to like a cleric slash paladin, so I was like, I'm going to go that route. Cool. Yeah, and you realize you can adapt your character any way you want with the stats. There's really no limitations at all. No, but it's more just of a starting... Yes, uh, yes. Like, it's weird. Like, so this the game doesn't really have like a difficulty... Uh, mode but it does have what base class you start as uh, is whether or not you start harder or a little bit easier so yeah. you can start as a um oh what do they call them the the wretch right a, a wretch or something where you basically start with no armor Jesus. no you're like you're starting at level one basically the others you tend to start at like level seven uh warrior started nine. at eight i can tell you warrior started at level eight because i'm a warrior I remember it started at eight. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's not that the game's easier, but there's an easier way to start the game, right? Okay. Kind of what they give you. And what build are you going for? Like, where are you putting your stats? Oh, I haven't played enough. I only, I only played about two hours. I cleared out a little mausoleum with these fucking goblin stone goblin things, and right. uh, I was killing some some uh, men in a forest. <laughs> Just sneaking up and yeah, yeah. I know that I know the guys you're talking about, and then it goes down to the sort of like little ruins where all those guys are the guy with the horn and everything, like right at the start. Yeah, so I haven't really gone too deep into it, but I mean, I'll probably still I'll go for like a hybrid um caster slash like kind of like a battle mage. I'll try and sure, I'll probably try and go that route. I love it. I'm 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 building a warrior, and I just but I just managed to get a katana. And um, I'm, I'm sort of adapting him. My guy's becoming... Oh, I wouldn't say my guy's becoming... Actually, can I be honest with you? I'm really surprised you didn't start as a samurai. I almost did. And you know what? I probably would have if I had my time again. But they're so close. And I like the scimitars of the warrior. 
that he starts yeah, but with. The, I think the samurai he starts off with a bow and arrow, though, so that's good for like range. That is good, but you know what? I, I did get a bow and I struggled to know how to use it. So I got a, I've got a, I've got a crossbow and it's a mystery to me how to use this thing. So I never use it, but I I, I went and did uh, a cleared out a dungeon and I got a katana. So I've got a katana in one hand, scimitar in another, and I'm going to get the wadashi. You know the the short sword. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, so you're going to go for a dual wield? I am already am dual wield. Yeah, I'm, I'm I've got a katana on my right hand and the scimitar on my left. Before I got the katana, it was scimitars in both, and um, I yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm putting a lot in dexterity and stuff. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a cool game, and I and believe you me, it's tiring, dude. Like I was putting in a heavy amount early this week. I haven't done played the last two nights, um, but it was taking its toll because I remember I had Monday off. That's right, I had Monday off, and I was just gaming. I was just I was just shattered. That might be you. You might have actually hit it on the head. Maybe I've just been, you know, because I've been busy at work as well, and maybe I've just been doing too many things and not sleeping enough, and that's why I'm so shredded. You know, logical explanation. Or it's AIDS, you know. That could be it. Could finally Or you could go the illogical explanation, yes. Could finally have caught up with you, man. As I said, it's been stalking me since the 80s. The, the Reaper never left. He's never too far away oh, from me. He hasn't done a good job then. No, he's been patient. He's been very patient with me. Now, I, I, have, a, um, I have a list that we can jump to because I, I had an Elden Ring section, but we've kind of covered it. I have a list... That IGN put up. Uh, we're not going to spend forever on this, but of the ten best open world games, I just want to kind of get your take as we go through the list. Like, so this isn't going to take take long, but I thought it was an interesting list. It just came up today. Oh my god, the loading on this fucking thing! Like, I, I had it. Okay, finally. Okay, so they're ranking it. The first thing will make you laugh. Okay, so they're ranking it from ten down. So at ten, Marvel's Spider Man. Remember the Spider Man game, Rich Miles Morales. Fuck, fuck these guys! Like choosing the Miles Morales game over the the 2018 Spider Man mega hit. You know they 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 pick well, well, as I said, That is funny because the that's half a game. Yeah, it's a it's you know what that is. That's PC that that's PCified, and I would sack that IGN person who did that because that's just sad. Uh, I never can I be honest with you? I haven't gone to IGN for for news in many years now. Well, I've gone today for this article, so. Will continue. So, I would agree. Spider Man deserves to be there, but not Miles Morales. I would say Spider Man instead of Miles Morales. Nine is. Have you ever played this game, Horizon Forbidden West? Um, no. I, I I've heard of it, but I've never played it. That's at nine. God, I tell you what. At eight is a game that I've played a lot of and really struggled to understand. Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. I own this game and I have played a lot of it. Um. But I just do not understand at all what's going on in this game, other than the fighting. Basically, um, it it is it, uh, it's 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 an open world stealth game, basically. Yeah, it's but it's got a around. crazy narrative behind it as well. Oh well, that's uh, Hideo Kojima. So I mean, don't even try and understand. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The the, the, the the actual game is fun. At seven is a game that I think should almost be at one. The Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. I mean. That, 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 there's a game that deserves to be on this list. That's a fucking great game. Um, mm -hmm. At seven, six, Fallout New Vegas, Rich. Have you played that one? Of course. Yeah, you, I think you're a bit of a fan of Fallout New Vegas, aren't you? I've known quite a few people who like it. Yeah, well, I mean, the company that uh, made that wasn't Bethesda. That was made by uh, Obsidian. Right. Um, and 
and, and they make fantastic games. So no, um, uh, New Vegas is definitely better than Fallout Three. Right. Um, no, uh, gameplay they're very similar. It's not it's not the best gameplay. I mean that's why you have the um, uh, the VAT system where you can kind of like freeze time and select something to shoot. But yeah, just uh, yeah, open world story characters, just the fun you have in that is is just well, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, five Elden Ring. Wow. If they've gone, you know, I mean, Elden Ring, it looks like a really good game. Um, I haven't played enough of it yet. To, it, it is a very good game. It is hard. I will say that. It's a fucking punish of a game. But everyone knows that about these Souls games. I mean, I look, I can't disagree or agree. I just think it's weird to put it on an, a list so early when it's just come out. Yeah. Well, that's what you happens know? when you're I mean, a fucking shill, you know? Yeah, but I, I kind of feel like this should be a list of like 10 best open world games if you're looking for something like Elden Ring, but yeah. I, you know, so so I'd kind of I'd maybe put a different game yeah. in the list just because Elden Ring's so new. Yeah, I hear you, man. I totally hear. Four Red Dead Redemption Two, love it. Great game. Did you finish it? Of course, I haven't finished it. Uh, three, a game you know I love, Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, great fucking game. And by the way, where the fuck is if we're going to put GTA Five there? GTA Four should also be there. Um, but well, from the looks of it, well, look. Let's be honest; they they are definitely choosing probably one per franchise. Because I yeah. mean, I mean, you could pick almost any of the Elder Scrolls, Morrowind, Oblivion, yeah, Skyrim. Those are all great open world games. And again, if you're going to go Fallout, you can go Fallout uh, Three, you can go four. Fallout New Vegas, and I mean, even Four oh. is still a good open world. I love game four. that you can just I love have four. fun in it. So, yeah. so they're probably just picking one from each franchise. Because again, Red Dead Redemption One could it's also great be game. in there. So I think they're just picking one from each. Um, well spotted, franchise. Rich. Well spotted, Rich. A professional. Um, two, The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. Very good game, I will say. I well, I haven't finished it, but I've put a lot of hours into this game. It is a very good open world game, I would say. Uh, it does try to drive you towards certain story points pretty heavily, but it is technically open world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people love uh, Elder, uh, um, uh, Witcher Three. I've got a game which I will, I'll after I, and then I've got, I'll do one, the last one. But I, I've got a game after this ten is over that I think deserves to be there, and then then I'll give you a chance to say if you any you think of uh, one, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, I've not played any of the Zelda games, although I have seen a lot of them. On Dion's, uh, at Dion's, uh, his daughter plays them uh, a lot. And they do look cool, I must say. Um, have you played any of these games, Rich? I've never played them at all. I mean, older, older Zelda games, but I haven't really played any probably Zelda games in probably the last 10 years. Right. Uh, but Breath of the Wild is, is like the biggest Zelda game. Like it's, because it's the one that's like truly, truly open world. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen um, Mac playing it and it does look pretty good. Okay, I've got two games that I think deserve to be there. Um, Dragon Age Origins, um, I think, is a fantastic game. It is, but it's not an open world game. Isn't it? Unless you're thinking of Inquisition. Well, I also like Inquisition, yeah. I do like Inquisition the hell of a Um, lot. I love Dragon Age Origins, but it's not really an open world game. Um, It's not an open world where you can traverse from one end to the other end. It's more like... In small instances, right? Okay. Uh, so I wouldn't cla- a great game, but I wouldn't classify that as a, a, a an open world. Game. All right, but Inquisition, in- I in- think. Inquisition, yes, yes. Uh, a, a game I love 
that maybe doesn't deserve to be in top ten, but is Dragon's Dogma, Dark Horizon, or Dark Arisen? That's a good game. That's an underrated game. Um, maybe doesn't deserve to be in the top ten, but it's pressing close. And are we allowed to go back in time? Back to the Commodore 64, Pull of Radiance. That's a great go, fucking open world game. Go as far back as you like. Space Invaders. <laughs> Pong. <laughs> Again, not, not great games, not open world games. Though, so. <laughs> Have you got any games that you would think of for this list that you would prefer to be there? Um, a game that I really enjoyed uh, early in its existence was the Saints Rose game. Oh, yeah, um, man. I, yeah. I like wow. one and two. After that, I kind of lost a bit more. Um, I, I lost a bit of interest in them, but I, I definitely remember sure. playing and enjoying. Uh, um, oh, they were fun. And uh, another game that was really good, especially the first entry, was Crackdown. Yeah. I'll tell you another game. Uh, is it ten- I'm not sure if you call it open world. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, Sleeping Dogs. That's a great fucking game. The Japanese, uh, not Japanese, Hong Kong. It's like GTA in Hong Kong. It's really a good game. It's actually an underrated game. Um, well, to be fair, there's lots of underrated games. Yeah, but I'm saying... Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't go outside the city, but GTA, I mean, is most of GTA is in cities. Is it still open world if you're in one city? Is it open world? Well, yeah, because, I mean, it depends on how big the city is. I mean, open world doesn't mean travelling from, like, coast to coast or... No. You know, top of them, but it just means that the the map is so large, vast, and and that you it takes you like quite a while to like just traverse the whole well, thing. Sleeping but dogs is, all, but it's all connected. You know what I mean? There's not much like loading screens or like gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, I mean that that's a good pick as well. I mean, there's a lot of good. Open S- sleeping games, dogs, so. yeah, is literally uh, it's a GTA ripoff, but it's done so well that it doesn't matter that it's a ripoff. You're like, I don't give a shit. It's a ripoff. It's actually done really well in like. Hong Kong, um, you know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't know. Ripoff isn't the right word because I mean, GTA wasn't the first person, uh, the first game to make an open world. Oh yeah, but they revolutionized game. it, man. They revolutionized it. They 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 broke through the wall big time. You know. Um, Come on. Inter- oh, you, you can. You can ar- no, no. You can argue that maybe that they reached popular the heights. Uh, their popularity reached heights that others didn't. But there were other people pioneering the open world game long before them. Name one that was in that genre, like who? Who what is who? I'm, I'm sorry. When you say the genre, you're talking about open world. Open world, like in a city, like the GTA style of game. Yeah, like who? Uh, again, a lot of the even the older Elder Scrolls games, like uh, when you go Daggerfall, all that sort of stuff. Those right. are all open world games as well. But GTA uh, the, style, the, the original man. Fallout One and Two. Even though they're isometric, those are massive open world games where right. you're traversing massive. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm not yeah, saying, oh, like... Shen, Shen Mui, that's another massive, like, open. Like, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that they don't deserve the praise that they get. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm not, I don't think automatically, like, oh, GTA, everything's a clone of GTA. No, well, GTA, S- Sleeping Dogs, what, what other people are doing. Sleeping Dogs definitely clones the very play style of GTA, like, down to, like, Literally, you're in a city, cars, the guns, yeah. safe I house. I mean, the, you know? the, the Batman Arkham City games are open world as well. They are. Actually, that's a good point. Arkham Knight probably, I think, must go close, you know? Well, Arkham City and Arkham Knight. I mean, Arkham Knight is bigger, but Arkham City is I love an both open world game. I love both of them. I fucking... Hey, take take a fucking break, Spider-Man's Miles Morales. Batman's coming through. 
you know? Oh, and then you've also got the Far Cry games, and you've got now your oh, Assassin's, yeah. all the Assassin's Creed. Oh, Creams. yes. Hold on a second. Yeah, that's a good point. Where's Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Origins? Good enough, mate. Not good enough. I, don't, I didn't even think of them because I, I didn't think of them as open world, but they're totally open world. They're the ultimate in open world. You can just roam wherever you want, which is what I love. Not the ultimate, but I mean... T- take a fucking break, Zelda. Assassin's Creed's coming through. And also the Middle Earth games as well, the Shadows of... Yeah. I've got a, you, know, you know what? You've brought up a lot of great fucking points. I'm going to do Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, I mean, um, as I said, man, open world is, is is a big thing. I mean, a lot of PC games back in the day, those old RPGs and stuff were open world. So, I mean, mm. it's been around a long, long, long time. Yeah, I guess I just didn't think of it. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. Because it just means that you're not in a, like, unlike Uncharted, where you're in a linear storyline. You know, it's open world. You can go to this place. Like the kind of game I like, where you can go to this place, that place, do this mission, do that mission, etc. Yeah, I mean, the, I even enjoyed the... Do you remember Infamous? Fuck yeah. I, I played a, a fucking lot of Infamous. Yeah, those those are also old open-world games as well. Um, okay. So, you know, I'm just, yeah, there's a lot, man. There is really a lot. When it comes to open-world games, ugh, there's so many. So well, you know what? Well, the, the person who wrote this list and it maybe needs to take a good long look in the mirror. I told you, man, do not go to IGN for... Okay. Well, I th- it was for, just content for, for the show. And stuff. It was just content for the show. And I just thought it'd be interesting, but now it's pissing me off. Okay, um, we'll move on from that. I'm annoyed I brought that that item up because I thought that would be an authority. But now, the more you bring up, the more I'm like, I realise they've ripped off Assassin's Creed and not even included it, which pisses me off. Uh, I've been having a Michael Caine marathon last night. I watched Harry Brown. I was sick. I was I was complaining. Remember, I was complaining to you. I'm sick. I'm tired. I can't sleep. And then I watched Harry Brown, which is a movie I love. And then I backed that into Get Carter, the original 71 movie. Um, what do you think of Harry Brown, Rich? You ever seen that one? Yes. I love that movie. Um, it is good. And Get Carter is a, a good one as well. Oh, two classics. I, I really like the Italian job as well. Oh, fuck good yeah. One. The original Michael Italian Cain. job. Michael Ca- yeah, yeah. Well, well, we're talking about the Michael Caine movie, so yeah. yeah. That. I was very disappointed that they didn't use um, – so you know in the remake that they did – Yes, which I like. They had, yeah, they had uh, uh, Donald Sutherland. He? I thought he was in it. Um, no, he's not, and I, I feel like the Donald Sutherland character should have been Michael Caine. Yeah, you know, you know in, the, in my mind, he was in it, but yeah, you're right, I think. I'm confusing him with the the, old, the older guy. Yeah, they probably wouldn't pay him enough. That was probably it, you know? Yeah, so possibly. <laughs> well, I mean, let's face it, he does a lot. It's not like he retired. He was making movies then. Um, but Harry Harry Brown's a good movie. I, I saw it in cinemas. And I was and I was just in that kind of mood where I was like, I'm exhausted. I need something that I'm going to just enjoy, and and that I can focus on. I remember I had it on Blu-ray, and so I went to my Blu-ray collection and just picked it up. I'd never watched it since it's been in cinemas, so that was like 15 years ago or something. You know, ah, oh, excellent film. And Get Carter's just a classic. Jesus done a lot of good movies, actually, Michael. Okay, when you look at his filmography, it's Pretty he's fun. also done a lot of terrible movies. He has. He's, he's, which he, he's done which he likes to brag paid for his houses. Yeah, he's done a... You know what he's done? Just a lot of fucking movies. Good, bad, and in between. But he is in a lot of good movies. That's the thing. Like he's He he certainly does... He unashamedly took roles for the money, Jaws 4, uh, The Revenge. Um, but You know what? You know. There's a movie I watched of his when I was younger, and I can't remember the name of the movie now, but he, he loses his hand... And then his hand goes on a killing spree. 
Really? Like a horror? I can't remember the name of the movie. Wow. Yeah, he lo- he loses it in like an accident and his wife's cheating on him or something like that. And right. the hand, and the hand just like gets a life of its own and starts like traipsing around and murdering people. I can't remember the name of the movie. That sounds terrible, but it is funny. Um, it's, <laughs> it sounds awful, but also amusing. <laughs> well, that's what I said. Michael Caine, yeah, when you look at his, his you know, the stuff he's... The, the good movies, you're like, oh, he's so good. But then mm. if you go look down the bottom, he's done a ton of, like... Oh, terrible films, yeah. Shitty movies. <laughs> yeah, interesting guy. Now, um, but listeners, if you are interested in, like, a dark vengeance tale, I'd almost describe it as um, Gran Torino, but British with Michael Caine instead of Clint Eastwood. It's kind of a very similar kind of... It, 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 it's Gran Torino, the British version. It is, it is. And it's really good. You know, like it's it's not like it's not like a shit movie. It's actually really good. And Jesus Christ, the dregs that are on those estates, man. You know what I mean? Like the absolute dregs of society, basically. And believe you me, they exist in real life, dude. That's based on real life. You know, that's that's as bad as it gets. Some of the some of the some of the some of the crime we allow in into, in the cities. That's what I was thinking during the movie. Am I going too deep on it, Rich? But I was thinking like. Why don't the cops come in and really clean those areas up and start putting people away permanently? Uh, yeah. Uh, rights, I guess. <sighs> Fuck that, man. <laughs> I don't know. Roll in the fucking <laughs> tanks. Roll in the tanks of the fucking riot squad and let's go bust some heads, dread style. You know? That's, am I Am I insane? It feels like A little bit. I was in charge. <laughs> 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 it feels like if I was in charge, that'd be one of my first fucking things. Law and order, man. Respect, respect the, respect the day stick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, um, uh, oh, how about this? Some comicsology news, Rich. Uh, just after the, you know, comicsology and Amazon, obviously, you know, they've merged their fucking systems, and there's been one gigantic fuck around for weeks now. The Comixology founder and CEO, David Steinberger, quits and moves on in, into another job at Amazon. So he's just been shuffled on. So he's no longer involved. Fair enough. Talk about washing your hands of it, taking the money and just, you know, I hope they paid you enough to sell your soul because that's what happened. You know, you ripped out the heart of the interface. People are upset. People are angry. And your reaction, quit, move away. And to be fair, that's probably what they paid him to do. Like they, that's probably what they paid him to do. So yeah. he did his job, and now he gets his promotion. Yeah, it's terrible though. Like you know, like I, I I'm coming to grips with it now. But just the way that they've made the, the changes they've made to the platform, uh, like I, I just it, it could have been inevitable. It's slowly improving in terms of the it it, it, it is slowly getting better now and back to kind of like what they've got put on Amazon is is close now to what was on Comixology. Close, not good enough, but it's it's getting closer, which is good. Like, But just the way that all of this only happened after the event, you know, that's the biggest problem I have, that it took... It was so fumbled and so amateur, you know, and, and that's... For that, that I cannot forgive, in the, in the words of Ron Perlman, you know? Fair enough. And have you ever seen Ron Perlman when he's ranting an apple? And he's like, the greed, that, I can never forgive. I was like, yes. Can't, can't say I pay too much attention to Ron. What, man? I, I love anyone who rants. I, I am attracted to ranters. You know, like, guys taking shots at the big corporations, it's just up my alley. And when he went on that tirade against Apple 
about how he was trying to link his music to Apple and all this stuff, and he didn't want to sign up for Apple Music, and he just had the shits about the whole thing. And he said, and the greed, that I can never uh, forgive. You know, and I was just like... Yeah, uh, yeah I tell you what, a rich person complaining about greed. Oh, gosh, what would you do? What would we do without them? <laughs> if I was worth millions, I'd still be complaining. I guarantee it. I would, I, I would just feel it gives me more of a platform, you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I'd, there. I'd be in the fucking town square with maybe a megaphone. Maybe I should, you know, remember those guys back in the in the day? They'd be on the megaphone in the town square, and you think, "Well, a bunch of crazies." I'm not that far away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not that far away from the megaphone. I quite enjoy a megaphone. The sound of my voice booming out, you know, just bitching on about something. Um, it's good stuff. Now, what have you got here, Rich? Something about Guardians of the Galaxy game? Well, uh, I put this in there because we've been we were talking about games and mm. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is on Game Pass now. I've heard it's good. Uh, Dion loved it. He he played it. So he said it's very good. Yeah. Well, again, if anyone was wanting to give it a go, or whatever, it's now on Game Pass. If you got a subscription, I have a I, I have a subscription. So this is actually very handy news for Dave. Forget about the listeners. I'm, I'm actually happy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> have you played it yourself? No, no, but I mean, uh, once I've you know played, uh, once, once I've Elden Ring, to play, I will check it out. So, what in a year's time when you finish Elden Ring? Like, it's well, so I've got Elden Ring, I've got Borderlands Three now, so you know, I, and I'm still trudging through Warhammer Three, so you know, I've got I've got my plate a bit full, but you know what? As long as it's there, I'll, or maybe when they answer, it'll be going off in a week. You know, after sure. a couple of months, I'll be like, oh, better hop on there and play it quickly. Yeah, indeed. Um, you were a big Borderlands fan from memory, weren't you? Didn't you win a big Borderlands 2 or something? That was a game that you loved? Oh, yeah, yeah. I loved Borderlands uh, 1 and especially Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2 is still probably one of my favourite um, shooter games out mm. there. Um, I wasn't... What turned me off Borderlands 3 was just... It didn't... It seemed a bit more poorly written... Really? Um, it just didn't seem like it had interesting characters, but I got it for 18 bucks, so I was like... Pfft. Yeah, man, why not? Might as well. I might, I'll might. i probably still enjoy the gameplay, but I have been told that a lot of people said it's better when you play with no sound. <laughs> so, really? Not, not, a, not a ringing endorsement. Well, apparently the... the so you've got to remember, um, <laughs> Handsome Jack in Borderlands 2 is, is one of the greatest like video game villains, right? Okay. He's, he's like up there with like just... You know, he's just such a good bad guy. You okay. know what I mean? He's right. just so cool of a character. Mm. And apparently these two almost like you want they're almost like Instagram, you know, villains with mm. like, you know, they film in everything, you know, like it's all almost like a, a like they're millennials or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently they are super annoying and not funny. They, so. sound, they sound annoying just from the description, yeah. Yeah. So I I, I look I'll I got it for eighteen bucks, so I'll play it because I do like the gameplay of Sure. Of Borderlands and all that, so I'm willing to give it a try for eighteen dollars. Although, to be fair, I even though I can get a Mass Effect Andromeda mm. for nothing on the Game Pass, I still won't play it. Dude, <laughs> I've, I'll give you my copy of Mass Effect Andromeda. No, thank you, no, <laughs> thank you. It's it, even it's even to download it as part of my Game Pass. It's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I of course you know me. I love to hop on a bandwagon, like out you know well after the event. I, I picked it up thinking it was going to be really good because remember we enjoyed the original Mass Effect. So I didn't finish them, but I I, I played a lot of two. Um, it just wasn't good, man. It, there was just something about it, like it it seemed a bit broken. If you know what I mean. See, the, the problem for me is I'm very I'm very story orientated. 
and yeah. character oriented. Like gameplay is fun and that is important, but I don't care how good your gameplay is. If I'm not enjoying like the story or the characters, I just I find it really hard to keep playing the game. Mm. I can play a game that's got bad um, mechanics. Can you? You know, that's a bit that that no, as as if it's got a really good story. Mm. And it has interesting characters. I can actually, I will force myself through it because I want to experience the story. Okay. But if something doesn't have a grab for me other than the the gameplay loop, I just find it really hard to invest in the game and keep going. Fair enough. Uh, I do want to mention um, there are some really interesting, like even though we've slammed them uh, on Kindle at the moment, there's huge Batman sales. I just picked up uh, the Batman's Grave, uh, the Warren Ellis. Are we allowed to say his name, Rich? <laughs> I've never not said his name. Yeah, no, but he, he his thing just got released, the old complete collection, and it slashed down to like six bucks, so I picked that up. Um and there's a lot of there's a lot of, of Batman material at really good prices. Really good prices. Um uh, so yeah, I mean check it out. Uh it's a time to go crazy and just really celebrate Batman, I think. And and what time isn't, frankly. Um but yeah, I'm on a Batman fucking wave at the moment, man. Like, with with this movie, it kind of respawned me and reading Jerry Conway and stuff. I I, I feel like, I feel like going out and beating some heads, man. You know, if, and, and look that are committing crimes, not just people. I'm I'm talking about criminals going out there with a spiked bat or something. You know, fair enough. Fixing some fucking justice. Um, more hardcore than Batman, I guess. You know. I guess, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't use the spike bat. That's more Frank Castle, isn't it, really? <laughs> oh, for sure. When, when Frank Frank goes into punishment mode. Um, now, let's talk about the Obi-Wan trailer. I did three hours with Jimmy and Eric from Eric and Jimmy mm-hmm. Rule the Galaxy. They come on a signal yesterday. We had a great discussion. Um, you and um, you and Eric would get on. You'd either get on or get on each other's nerves because you are so similar in your Star Wars stuff, you know? He's got an almost complete collection of the Star Wars books, and I mentioned that you're well on your way. And he's deep into a big Skywalker fan, like very similar in those ways. But they sometimes say you can be too similar. You know what I mean? You know, two guys can be too similar, and they can get each other's nerves. So it'd be interesting, I think, to put you guys in a room. Now, Rich, what did you think of the Obi-Wan trailer? Terrible. Terrible? Didn't like it? Terrible. Utterly terrible. It, it took my interest from zero to negative 50. <laughs> When we had lunch, you made a. I've got to bring it up on air. You made a hilarious kind of about you and McGregor. When I said I like you and McGregor, I think he's a good actor. Could you replay to the audience what your your comments on you and McGregor the person because they really made me laugh. I said he was an actor. That wasn't. You said more than that. You didn't stop there. You remember you got into his personal life. Oh, I, I no. Well, I turned around. And I said. I said. Um, he's a in real life. He's a scumbag. Like, but I said, what has he done? Like, I, I wasn't aware of this, and then you had some personal information. Uh, what was oh, it? no, he just, he's, he's like a massive um, male feminist, right? right? And he has a daughter, and yet he cheats on his wife and divorces his wife because he's banging. But dude, you know, can, but can I say, can I say, I'm, there's a no, lot no, of people. I, I, no, I don't, I don't have a, I don't hate you for doing that. <laughs> I just hate you for telling other people how bad they are. Right. While you're doing shit like that. It's but that, does he? It's the high and mighty ad. Yeah, yeah. He's always going on about like when that Harley Quinn movie came out. He was talking about like sexist pigs and right. you know 
all that sort of crap. And I'm like, dude, you fuck around on your wife and then divorce your wife for a younger chick. And that's the example you're setting for men for your daughter. And you're telling sure. other people how to be better. Yeah, he certainly or, has or, got no leg to stand on when it comes to that. But, I mean, I will say this. I've never heard – I mean, I was vaguely aware that he divorced. But, I mean, dude – Divorce is usually two sides to every story, firstly. And just because someone divorces and their marriage breaks down doesn't make them a bad person, you know? Uh, unf- you the know. reason that you're divorcing your wife is because you have you're fucking other woman, I think. Well, well, I, I think that judgment. I can put you in the bad person category. I'm sorry. Yeah, but there's a lot of people, man. Like, if I was thinking about this last night. Like, I agree it's not a good act. It's unfaithful. It's not good. But I'm just saying there's a hell of a lot of the population on both sides who've who've at times committed transgressions which may have ended in the depths of their relationships or marriages at the end of the day you know there's got to be a certain level of kind of like there's got there's kind of a grace period where you know after I, five years you're resolved you I slammed I slammed Josh Whedon for the same shit he yeah. was cheating on his wife yeah but he was doing worse he was doing worse shit he was doing worse shit man he was there were multiple women that he was, he was, you know, he had Look, that whole, even, you know. Even Ewan McGregor's daughter came out and basically called him like a fuckwit and a jerk. Really? So I'm okay. sorry, I'm, 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 I'm not even okay. related to him. Okay. And, you know. I wasn't even saying, aware I of his comments. I wasn't aware that he made it. He's been in a lot of things. He's an actor in my sure. eyes. I don't think he's phenomenal. I don't think he's I, a phenomenal see, actor. That was, I, I think he is a good actor. I will say that for him. I, I do think he's a good actor. Uh, train spotting, uh, you know. He's been in he's been in good movies, a lifeless order, and we go through his filmography, and he's been in some very good movies. Not to mention his performance as Obi Wan itself, I thought was pretty. Keanu Reeves has been in many good movies. Doesn't make him a good actor. Yeah, but I, I think Ewan McGregor is far more the actor than than Keanu's ever been. Like Keanu's never been a good actor. You know, he he a likable guy, a likable likable personality, uh, even a likable actor. Yeah, but he's never really been an actor. You know, with that kind of extra level. I think Ewan McGregor. Can't, let's have a look at his. Let's have a look. When I when I say Ewan McGregor is better actor than Keanu Reeves, sure. Do I think he's a great actor? No. Sure. Well, I don't know if I'd call him great. Um, what's he in? Let's have a look. Let's have a look at some of the more recent movies he's been in. Obi Wan Kenobi stuff I've never heard of. Birds of Prey. He was okay in Birds of Prey. Um. He was in Doctor Sleep. I haven't seen that. The um, the sequel to The Shining, but to the book The Shining. He was in the Fargo TV series. I'm just looking at some of his more recent things. Transporting Two. I've not seen a lot of these movies. Um, let's have a look more at his older movies. Uh, Jack and the Giant Slayer. Um, there was one movie that he was in that I mentioned to you that I liked. It was um, th- there was like a there was like a, a flood. And I, and I want to say Kate Winslet was in it. Big Fish was a good movie. Yeah, yeah Big Fish is a good the, movie. The but Island? That, and that, but that's a Tim Burton movie. That's why it's good. Yeah, but The Island? That's a good movie. I enjoyed The Island. That's an okay movie. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, he's in Black Hawk Down. I don't even remember him being in it. Jesus. Uh, small part, he's got a small part in that. Okay. Well, a lifeless order. That, uh, Black Hawk Down is very much an ensemble. It is. Sort of no, it is. There's, it a, is, lot yeah. of, like, There's a lot um, of people in it. Young, big names in that. I tell you what, he's been in a lot of movies I haven't seen. Looking at this fucking list, <laughs> <laughs> like, like honestly, like not, not even haven't seen, have never heard of. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, like stuff. Jane got a gun. Our kind of trader, American pastoral. So he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, but I tell you what, looking at this list, kind of looks like he needs a hit. You know, I guess Birds of Prey was his last high profile role that I saw him in. 
and he's done a bit of TV work. Um, he's done Kenobi, and he's got like six movies in production right now. Five oh yeah, I mean that's. Movies. I think there's a there's a reason why he he was more than happy to come back as Obi Wan because I mean sure. Um, it's a signature role as well. Probably will... his biggest. It's his biggest role that he's known for. Like, yes, oh, yeah, you're going to get mainstream. some movie buffs who who will and will know him from Train Spotting. You know, yeah. the sort of like that indie movie. But if you're talking about like mass appeal, the only thing he's really done is Star Wars. That is, has given him Moulin Rouge. Was it was another one from twenty years ago, but it was big. I'd say Train Spotting, yeah. Moulin Rouge, and Star Wars. That would be it. And Star Wars at the top. At the top of the list. Mm. I liked him. What did you think of him just as Obi-Wan? Because I thought he did a good job. I really did think he did a good... Like, I'd give him 7.5 out of 10 for his job. I thought he was very good. You know? Look, the, uh, the problem I have with the prequels is just how... You never really get to experience any of the... The, the original characters, right? So right. Well, what I mean by that is Han, Luke, and Leia are all kind of the same age in all three movies, right? Right. So you, you go on a bit more of a journey with those characters and those actors. Now, mm. Ewan is in those movies, but you don't really get to see him as Obi-Wan until, like, really the third movie. You know, because right. in the first movie, he's the Padawan. He's not really in it that much. I mean, it's more Qui-Gon that takes center stage there. And then in the second movie, he just looks so ridiculous with that beard and the mullet. You don't like it? No. Um, I must be honest, in the I kind of felt like in the second movie he came across as a little bit pretentious. Right. Yeah. Um but again it could be just the young Obi Wan. But I'm just saying it would have been nice to see him as much as I like the Qui-Gon character, I feel like there was a just I don't know, I felt like there was a wasted opportunity to not have Obi Wan as a knight find mm. a guy his age who's super strong with the force and he convinces the the Jedi to train him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So that way they're more the same age where, you know, because the, the, the version you got of Obi-Wan in the original was like, they were friends. Yeah. But the problem is the age gap in the movies is just, it's so far. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It's even disturbing when you think about the relationship between Anakin and Padme. Yes, I agree. Cause Padme you know is like, I mean? a, yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure there's a good ten year difference between them or close. What to. does she call him? What what's she call him? She's got like a name for him. Annie. Annie. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I actually I rewatched the prequels and I like the prequels a lot more now. You know what I mean? Because because I can appreciate not that none of them are great movies, but there's a lot of stuff in them, all of them, especially one and three, to enjoy. And I quite like three quite a lot, but um, oh yeah, yeah. What well, one and three are, are the better movies. Two, the Attack of the Clones is not a good movie. Yeah, I agree. as I, I think I agree. we were discussing this the other day, I agree. It, it looks like a place. It looks like a, a a video game. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree with you. Um, but I'll tell you who I think sleepwalks away through the through those movies is Natalie Portman. I actually think she's pretty bad in those movies. You know, um, uh, I really, I really didn't think much of her. Um, her sort of performance at all. Uh, you know, what did you think of her, Rich? Her performance in the first movie was fine because she is playing a queen. Mm. So she's got that sort of like do, uh, dour demeanor, you mm. know, very like we are royalty kind of thing and all that. But yeah, after that, she doesn't feel like a, an important character. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm trying to find this fucking movie about this flood, and I'm starting to think Kate Winslet wasn't in it, and Ewan McGregor wasn't in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, I Google their names. They're doing some TV show together now. Uh, that's not it. And they, 20 years ago, they did some obscure movie together. That's not it either. And then I'm, I, then I'm like, maybe it was just Kate Winslet. And now I'm like, maybe it wasn't even Kate Winslet. <laughs> It's like so. I think we can strike that from the list of the Ewan McGregor good movies if we're not even 100% sure that he was even involved. Um, yeah. That's that's hilarious. Um, but I, I tell you what, he has done a lot of movies and a lot of fucking movies I've never heard of. You know? <laughs> like, I, 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 one thing I'll say about the, the trailer, other than it being awful, mm. Is I thought the Grand Inquisitor looked so derpy. Well, I, I everywhere I looked in that trailer, I saw Inquisitors, and I only know them because I've watched about two episodes of Rebels. Uh, can you break it down for listeners what an Inquisitor is and why are so many of them hanging so, around? Okay, so Inquisitors is Disney's way of cheating and having Force users in the OT timeline. Right. So these are people that are trained in the Force, and I think some of them are even like former Jedi, like the Grand Inquisitor. Uh-huh. Are they Sith? Um, but they're not Sith. Uh. Um, so again, it's it's a way of cheating uh, and having Force users. Now, they've they introduced the three Inquisitors, the Grand Inquisitor and uh, a sister and a brother. Mm-hmm. They they called sisters and brothers by the way that's not they're not actually related right yeah in the rebels TV show uh-huh. then they introduced another two in the Jedi Fallen Order game right um and then obviously it looks like they're going to introduce another I don't I can't remember exactly how many so there's are, not that many of them though in, if you're talking about like there's one two three there's... I think there's something like nine or something like that okay right all right um but what I'm saying is that like. The, the race that the, the Inquisitor is supposed to be, right, mm-hmm. is, um, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's Puanan or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. They come from the homeworld Utapa, which you actually see in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. And there's a character in the Revenge of the Sith there that talks to Obi-Wan that is uh, the same race, and they look so much better there. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, I mean, when did that movie come out? Like 2007 or uh, three. What so that race is in that race is in it? Yes. Oh. but the, but the way they make him look in this, it just looks so stupid. It looks so derpy. Yeah, they're supposed to have finish heads that almost go into a bit of a cone, and this guy's head is just so like round, like a fucking soccer ball. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, they looked a little uh, anemic and crap. I thought. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I um. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of their look in this. I realised what they were because I, only because I watched like an episode of of you know um, Rebels that I remember they were in or something, and um, yeah, I I don't know, like, but so there's going to be, um, there's going to be a lot of them in Obi Wan Kenobi. You think, Rich? Why is there more than one? Do you really need more than one of them? And where the fuck is Darth Vader? Can I say that? Well, the Inquisitors are basically the people that are hunting down any Jedi that escaped uh, Order 66. Oh, right. That's not Darth Vader's job? Well, that's what I always thought Darth Vader's job was in the old canon, but apparently knowing the new canon, Disney wants to have oh. Force users in a period where there's not supposed to be any Force users other than some escaped Jedi. Who and and like Darth Vader. Party. And Darth Vader. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking about outside of that. Outside oh, of right. the... The, the, the two Sith with his Vader and, and uh, Emperor, and yeah. then obviously 
Luke, Obi Wan, and, and um, Yoda. Mm. They they are I don't know. As I said, Disney is just determined to ruin everything about the OT. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you don't like the fact, but, but haven't they? Surely, I mean, I've not read all the books like you and all that, but surely there's a thousand fucking books with runaway Jedi after Order sixty six and stuff. Surely that's a staple of the books, like you know. You know, guys who've survived just, guys and gals who've survived just and getting tracked down and yada, yada, yada. That's oh, got okay. No, no, no. Okay, here's the thing. I don't have an issue with there being Force users who are not like Jedi or Sith, right? Or other people who are following certain teachings and all that sort of stuff. They've had that before. But when it comes to uh, when it comes to the old canon, oh. the, the when it came to the Sith, it was the rule of two. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. means there was only two, two Sith, a master and apprentice. Yoda even says it, uh, oh. him and Mace say it in the first movie. So the fact that you keep going, oh, but the Inquisitors aren't really Sith, so we can... It's like, yeah, but I feel like that's just a way of you cheating. And again, yeah. you, you put it in the OT. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can maybe have the... I don't mind you expanding the Force users and stuff after the, the OT. Good point, yeah. You know, good point. But I, I don't know. It's just it's getting too. I know what you mean. I, they changing I, yeah. so much of the the law and the can, or not the canon, but just the law. I know what you mean. Like they, if they'd done this in the sequels, well, the sky's the limit. But you've done it inside the OT. Uh, yeah, that's, and that's my point. point. Like, yeah, yeah if, if you took like the sequels, right, with the First Order. Mm. Now, the First Order makes sense because the Sith teachings and all that died with uh, Palpatine and Vader. Mm-hmm. So you could have them have their own force users called um, the Inquisitors. Yeah. Part of the First Order. Yeah. And they could be the reason why, you know, Luke uh, lost his Jedi Temple. Maybe they surprise attacked him, you know, instead of, you know, whatever. And maybe even Ben, instead of him being, you know, oh, my God, my uncle tried to fucking kill me. Mm. Maybe he just goes, oh, look at that strength. Mm. They, they are strong. Luke is weak. I'm going to go join the First Order. Mm. Be like my, my like my grandfather, like the, all that could have still made sense without you fucking ruining original. Like characters. my father before me, Do you remember that line, Rich? Yes, I, I am mean, a Jedi. Like I'm my a Jedi like me. my father before me. I remember that line. It was a good line. It's a good uh, line. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Like it feels like they're a bit lost, lost in the woods, you know. And so I just feel like they're not taking the time to like work shit out. Sometimes, sometimes I think they just throw in shit. Yeah, um, at the wall and making it up as they go along, which is just a bit annoying. Yeah, it is. It is annoying, Rich, and and you're one of the first people out there on the fucking, you, you know, uh, is it's your. By, ch- by the way, that Kenobi trailer looked really cheap. I'm sorry, I can't believe mm. how cheap it looks. Really, you weren't a fan of of the I, look. I, I think it just looks cheap. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I thought it. <laughs> It looked okay, but um, but I was kind of like, where are the bounty hunters and stuff? You know, I was hoping that we might see some bounty hunters. Um, but I, you, I, I don't know if you can see it. I sent you a, a picture. All I saw were fucking inquisitors everywhere. I saw inquisitors as far as the eye could see. You know, it was it was Inquisitor City. So I don't know, man. We'll 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 see what happens, dude. It'll all come out in the wash, Rich. Um, and then we'll. And then we'll, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't watch this if it wasn't for the show. You've got to watch it for the show, so you don't have. I just said I just said I have to watch it for the show, but 
it wasn't the show, I would not watch it at all. Just like yeah. I would not have watched Boba Fett if it wasn't for the show. Wow. That's a sad state of affairs, though, considering what a Star Wars fan you are, you know? Again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Legends fan now. That's, sure. that's what you, I'm a Legends fan. Right. You, you like to go back to the classics. I'll, I'll stick with my Carl Catans and my Mara Jades and my Darth Revens and all that sort of shit. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, for sure, man. I mean, like, there's definitely there's definitely a place for all that stuff, but um, it just feels like Disney have kind of maybe dropped the ball a little bit in terms of satisfying audiences, you know? Well, the biggest problem I feel like they have is they've, they've painted themselves into a corner, mm. right? They... Really fuck things up with the the um, the sequels, uh-huh. but they've said it's canon, so there's nothing they can really do that doesn't lead to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. those movies are canon. So it, you, the, while I know the destination, I know the ending. It's really hard for me to enjoy yeah. stuff in between there because I know where it's going and no, I know where cool. it all needs to. So it's just really hard to get excited for shit that doesn't mean anything. Meaningless. The void. You're just staring into the abyss. You've stared too long into the abyss, Rich. You've got to smell the flowers. Remember, it's fictional. Hey, you know, you're the one who forces me to look into the abyss. Though. But you've, well, you know what you've got to do. You've got to remember that it's fictional. Disney are trying to correct their own fuck ups. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying they're succeeding, but they know they fuck shit up. You know, um, and they're they're trying to overcorrect. They're trying to give people what they want, but they're also a bit clueless. <laughs> You know they're they're not in touch with the hardcore fans. They're going for the they're going for the mainstream man. They're not paying attention to to the kind of people who are turning up to celebration. They're they're not paying attention to the hardcores at all. They've abandoned the hardcores. Basically, that's what they've done. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a really it's a can I be just it's a really bizarre um it's a it's a bizarre thing hey where you you. You already have an audience, mm. and you basically just do everything to remove them as fans and try and get new fans in. Mm. So you have kicked away guaranteed fans mm-hmm. to possibly get new fans, but it's so stupid to me because I would what I would want to do is keep the fans and bring in new fans. Yeah, that's just me though. Like. I don't want to swap because that's all you're doing. Then you should just swap in. You're just, you know, let's say you've got 50 million fans, mm-hmm. right? And you piss off 25 million, they all leave, and you bring in another 24. Well, you're just still back where you started. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. You've not, you've not actually grown the fandom. All you've done is replace <laughs> with different fans. Yeah, and yeah, you know, you, you're right. Well, they've mis- they've misjudged badly, and you would think like really it comes down to unfortunately for them. As you say, that they did the sequels, and storyline wise, they're a mess, and they're sort of so poorly thought out that a lot of their problems date back to that. But then their more recent stuff is them desperately trying to appeal back to the old school fans. But even that, they get wrong. Like our review of Boba Fett, we did was quite mixed, and the review that Eric and Jimmy gave was also quite mixed, and. And they're hardcore fans. They're as hardcore as you. More hardcore than me. You know, they're in your kind of category, you know? And believe you me, that they weren't happy with everything they saw. So it's it's that interesting thing where I think Disney, even when they're trying, 
to appeal to the old schools by bringing back here's the character you like, you know, even then they get it wrong because no one could have, no one should. You know what's funny? But you know what's funny? It's like they bring the new, the old character. They go, "Hey guys, look, look at this character you love. Now watch us shoot him in the head." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, it's just it's so it's so soul crushing mm. to have like you know thirty years worth of of uh, passion fandom mm. love for something and just watch it literally like be executed one you know, one by one, yeah. like in a hostage situation. It's just, it's it's just so, it's so sad because, you know, what I give Peter Jackson a lot of respect because when they did the, the, the Lord of the Rings movies, right? Mm-hmm. He said their mission statement was not to put their own politics yeah. into the movie. They were going to try their absolute best to make the, the movie that... Tolkien wrote in the books, right? Now, of course, yes, it's a movie. You've got to make some changes, but I would say it's like 85% what he wrote Mm -hmm. or what he intended, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the hubris of of the people working at Disney. They think they are better than George. You know, when they got it from George, you know, all all these other, these so-called fans were like, hooray, Disney. I was one of the few who was like, oh, fuck, I don't know if this is a good... good I was excited. I was excited because I knew it would mean more product. But that's turned out to but be. But that's the problem is curse. you're getting more product, but it's it's conveyor belt product. Yeah, true. No, there's no like passion. There's no like yeah. you know thought into this. Just get it out, get it out, and that's the thing. They got it, and they were like, "We're going to fix what George Lucas George Lucas broke." Instead of them <laughs> saying, "We need to continue." That's funny. <laughs> and and build the world that George Lucas intended. Yeah. They literally went with it with the crowbar. Yeah. Now I know. Right. So true. But you know, let let's not relive it all, Rich. We 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 know it. Um, and oh, well, I'll have to relive, relive it every week as when. Kenobi well, starts. you know, when Kenobi starts, <laughs> maybe it'll be better than you expect. You you don't know. Like Bob, Boba Fett wasn't that bad that it was unwatchable. You know, it was there were some interesting bits and pieces. I mean, I I, I thought there was some interesting stuff in Boba Fett. I, it wasn't a, it wasn't a torturous experience to watch like Rise of Skywalker was. You know. Um, I, I I I see. I kind of disagree. I kind of felt like the only two episodes I really enjoyed were the Mandalorian ones. Like I didn't enjoy any of the other episodes. None of those episodes were Boba Fett. Mm. Well, well, we'll I see. mean, when when Boba Fett was on the bike doing that motion game <laughs> with that grin on his face, yeah. like showing them how to ride, I was just like, oh my god, what is this? What that, the hell am that, I watching? That did. What's suck. that goofy grin on his face? That did suck. That did suck. Um, well, moving on to a happier topic, Bob Dylan has announced a new book, The Philosophy of Modern Song. His long-awaited follow-up to 2004's Chronicles, Volume 1, is a collection of essays about songs by other artists. I think this will be really interesting. It's coming out November 8th. It'll be a collection of over 60 essays focusing on songs by other other artists. And knowing just how um, deep Bob Dylan goes in his thoughts. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what um, he talks about. Analyzing these songs, um, songwriters such as your rally. Stephen Foster, Elvis Costello, Hank Williams, and Nina Simone. Um, while they are ostensibly at music, they are really meditations and reflections on the human condition. Uh, running throughout the book are nearly 150 carefully curated photos, as well as a series of dreamlike riffs that, taken together, resemble an epic poem and add to the words transcend- transcendensis. Is that how you say it? Transcendensis? Transcendental, transcendensis, I suppose. Um, yeah. Anyway, so one of, one of those. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, Chronicles Volume One. Have you ever read it? It was really an interesting book. 
Uh, yeah. oh, it's it's a fascinating. It's it's kind of an autobiography, but it's all snapshot style and all and all over the place timeline wise. Um, it's just like little segments of his life that he recalls, and he, it's very very interesting actually. Um, yeah, uh, and what does he say here? Rumours of a Chronicle sequel circulated for years, and Dylan occasionally said he was working on it. I think I can go back to the Blonde on Blonde album. That's probably about as far back as I can go on the next book. Then I'll probably go forward. I thought of an interesting time. I made the record Under the Red Sky with Don Was, but at the same time, I was doing the second Wolverine's record. I don't know how it happened that I got into both albums at the same time. That's interesting. That's an interesting time period. I, I, I liked um, that, that second Wolverine's album. Is good. Like a ship song hey, have you heard the second Wilbur's album Rich she's my baby and plenty of other good songs as well great I don't think so oh man it's good stuff Inside Out The Devil's Been Busy The Devil's Been Busy in Your Backyard While You're Strolling Down The Fairways Showing No Remorse <laughs> I, I, honestly I don't think I've listened to that much Bob Dylan in my life I don't know what's wrong I don't know what's wrong with you Rich I, I, like what you know we think that with my constant Full court press on Bob Dylan week after week. You know, would, you would actually listen to some, but you know, instead you haven't listened to my bad invitations. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, all I need, Dave. That's all I need. Yeah. Well, at least at least I'm happy. I, I was fucking thrilled. Some actual Bob Dylan news that didn't involve me scouring the fucking internet. Like it actually came up in the normal news cycle, just on like my Facebook or something. I was like, oh, this is nice and easy. Um, <laughs> Wes Ball's Planet of the Apes movie is reportedly aimed to begin production this year. Now, supposedly, what little we know, this movie will take place in the time period that the first Chuck Heston Planet of the Apes, so where the apes are fully in control. This is finally going to be that, that movie, Rich. Okay. Um, because if you remember, back in the original, not original, sorry, in the, the first of the reboots on with James Franco, the astronauts leave... It's on the TV at the start, and of course, mm-hmm. if you if you know the and then the next two movies are slowly the disintegration of the human, slowly the disintegration of the human civilization until the last one they're literally at war with the apes and the viruses, taken over, etc. Um, and so this one will jump forward maybe a couple of hundred years where the apes are ruling. I mean that, that's interesting. Wouldn't it be funny if they dispensed with the um the spe- the special effects and went back to the costumes from the original sixties. I'd love it. I love those apes costumes. Uh, yeah, I will. I will say this. I mean, the I thought the apes looked really good in that Tim Burton movie. Did you? Yeah. I mean, the movie wasn't that good, but no. I actually thought the apes were really good. I mean, mm. the gorillas looked like gorillas. You know, the 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 chimps like they had the chimp faces like the orangutan. I thought it looked really good. Like yeah. I, that's the best thing I've said about movies. I thought this. The makeup and, and costumes for the the people playing the apes was really good and realistic. I watched the movie not that long ago, uh, probably about a year ago. When I watched all the previous movies, you know, I'd watch them all. I, I, I gave the – I've got the Planet of the Apes. It's called the Primal Collection, I think. I, I, and it's got all the movies except for the very last one, War of the Planet of the Apes. So I had to buy that separately, which was annoying. Um, but – it was such a good deal to get it, I couldn't resist. And um, look, I mean, it's it's a terrible... Like, in a lot of ways, it's a terrible movie. I saw it at cinemas at the time and was very disappointed compared to the originals. But um, but th- did you enjoy the reboot movies? Uh, no. No? Have you watched them all? 
So I, I did uh, enjoy it. In the first one, and I think half of the second one, I just couldn't get through it. I, I right. just, it was very, I found it very boring. Wow. Okay. Hard man to please, sorry. Rich. You know. All right, sorry. Well, you're just a hard, you're just a hard well, man to please, you know. But the, no, but I get, you see, this is also my issue, I guess, is that, like, I kind of, there's a certain charm that the originals have. Oh, yeah, I prefer the originals. Which, yeah. which is always lacking when they do a lot of reboots and stuff, right? Because the, the automatic thing is to go, we've got to make it realistic and gritty and, you know, we want... And I'm like, yeah, but where's the fun, man? Like, where's just... I just... I kind of wish, like... What I wish for the Tim Burton one, right, is if he had just... Like, what I like about the Tim Burton one is he... he, he it was a bit silly... And he was sticking a bit to the, the original, but it was just so dark. Everything was so dark. I, I kind of missed a bit of the, like, the color and yeah, yeah. And, and fun of the originals. And I guess the original is just so much fun that I just find the others boring by comparison, unfortunately. Like, sure. Especially the, um, the ones where they start from the beginning <laughs> of, of them engineering the apes. and I, I enjoyed know, that stuff. Of, that was interesting, man. You know? uh, I, I, I just find it terribly boring. Wow. I don't know, but I'm just a big Apes fan. I, I mean, I prefer the originals, obviously, over any of the other stuff. Like, you you know, the original movie with Chuck Heston is a fucking great movie that I've watched. Mm. And give me Benita, give me any of the originals and I'll have a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, you, you're speaking of, I actually just rewatched uh, Predators the other day. It's actually a very good movie. Yeah, it's very, it's enjoyable. I agree. It's so much better than the, the Predator movie that came out, um, you know, a few years ago. You know, you know, mm. you know that one. Um, that was so disappointing. That one, I was so disappointed by that movie. Um, now, you'll be shocked to hear, Richard, that oh. War- Warner Brothers has shuffled the release dates for several movies. Oh no! Including Black Adam, The Flash, Aquaman <laughs> Two, Wonka, which I'd forgot they were even doing the Willy Wonka prequel. We don't want and Shazam Two. Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom and The Flash are being pushed from 2022 to 2023 due to COVID-induced production delays with visual effects. Uh, the Jason Momoa starring sequel is being pushed back from December 16, 2022 to March 17, 2023. So that's not that far away. But Ezra Miller's first solo outing as Flash, which we have just heard about for fucking as long as this show's been going on, is speeding away from November 4, 2022 to June 23, 2023. Uh, and Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam is being pushed back three months to October 21, 22. So still coming out this year. And DC's League of Super Pets is moving to July 29, 2022, which is Black Adam's original date. Uh, Super Friends, uh, in which Johnson also voices Superman's canine best friend Crypto the Superdog, was previously dated for May 2022. So Now, something you have left off, apparently Shazam is also getting pushed up, not delayed. Okay. It's coming out a few months earlier. God, I could live the rest of my life and never see that movie and be happy. No, I, I'm actually looking forward to that movie. Why is it, Richard, that the one thing that I dislike, you like? I don't understand it. You you dislike everything, but then somehow know, you've just you've got an issue with Shazam. I think. <laughs> yeah, I find him crap. That's my issue. Like, yeah, I do have an issue with him. I think he's boring. I just think he's cheesy and shit. Like frankly, I like give me Superman for that kind of character. Don't don't give me a bit of cheese on my toast. Thank you very much. What did you say? I like a bit of cheese on my toast. Thank you very much. Certainly do. Yeah, you certainly do, my friend. Like if, like, do you ever like? I'm going to say this to you, and and don't take this personally, but like this is to generations of adults watching Shazam. 
Do you ever take a look in the mirror and go, what am I doing? I'm an adult. What am I watching Shazam for? <laughs> no. Because I, would, I still watch the Goonies. All right, fine. Yeah, but you were a kid when that came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't. No, I was a I was a teenager when I first watched that. Like I was probably thirteen, fourteen when I first watched that. Okay, but you're still a kid. You know, like you're young. No, but I'm as a, but as an adult, I can still put it on and watch it and enjoy it. So yeah. I don't oh. understand what age has got to do with. I was reading comics when I was a kid as well. So a lot of the characters, yeah, I, I just I'm find now are from when I was a kid. But Shazam's such a child's fantasy, you know. Like he's oh, a, my God. Almost every comic book is a child's fan. Even Batman is kind of a child's fan. Yeah, but, 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 like, Shazam is particularly so. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I just find something inherently lame, I think, about it. I don't know what it is. Like, it's it's the fact that it's there's... Cold, it's your cold black heart. Yeah, Dave. there's no it's darkness. old man heart. There's no darkness. You know, it's not a deal with the devil. There's nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't I don't need that to enjoy a show. Okay. I Sometimes I just like fun, good-natured, yeah. wholesome things, Dave. Not I don't me. need darkness in my life 24-7. I need darkness, man. You know, if it was a deal with the devil or something like the Ghost Rider, yeah, I'm starting to get excited. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm my engines are starting to run. Yeah, but that's my point. Look at all your favorite characters, Dave. They're all drenched in fucking darkness. Wolverine, Punisher, Batman, Ghost Rider. Like, yeah, you Judge you lean more towards Judge Dredd. The... Yeah, no, that's dark, bro. <laughs> I thought I'd throw him in. <laughs> He's not bright and fluffy. And I'm trying to look around my uh, thing to see if you're wrong, but I can't see anything. I'm, I keep seeing Northland as the Viking stuff. It's not exactly <laughs> preacher. I'm, I'm just I'm just looking at things that I've got on my shelves. I don't know. I, I don't mind a bit of Superman for my hopefulness, um, but uh, I don't know. I just find his story more interesting. Like there's just something about Shazam that I I just feel that like it's, it's not that I. Honestly, it's not that I hate the property. Like, I honestly don't. I think it's very of its time. I just think it's hard to do now. And I do find that, I mean, I won't get into that guy again, but the guy playing him, I mean, he plays him cheesy, but he also is cheesy. So I guess you have to play him cheesy. You know, the whole thing's cheesy. It's for yeah, kids. Yeah, well, but so. to be fair, with his one, they go in more for the um, the big, you know, the, the Tom Hanks movie, Big. So obviously in the comic books... Um, you know, when Billy Batson becomes Shazam, Shazam does act a little bit more adult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of the wisdom of Solomon and all that sort of crap. But what they're trying to do with these Shazam movies is that it's still his brain yeah, and his personality yeah, when know. he becomes. So they're going for that, like, child in a, in a man's yeah, but body sort that's, of thing. Dude, that's what and I hate. had a bit of fun with it, so, you know. Maybe I just don't like fun. You know, that's... Yeah, probably. You know, well, because... you like a different type of fun, Dave. <laughs> I do. You know... Someone getting their head blown off, you're like, yay, fun. <laughs> no, not always just that. But, like, but like, you know, I, I get the appeal, and I get that it's for kids, and it did very well. Like, I'm not saying that they shouldn't release it. They should. Like, they're doing the right thing. It's 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 what I would do if I was in charge, too, of Shazam. They're, they're doing the kind of thing. I just personally find it, like, eye-rolling. But it's just my reaction. Now, let's move on to something that Dave actually cares about. A little movie that came out back in the early 2000s, Will Smith, that I very much enjoyed called I Am Legend, um, which was based on, I want to say his name is Richard Matheson, um, famous writer who wrote really good stories, including that. It was made into the Omega Man with Chuck Heston. Um, and they're now going to be an I Am Legend sequel with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan has been announced. I am looking really forward to this movie. 
Um, I really dug I Am Legend. Glad someone is. Well, it was a big fucking hit, man, at the time. Um, but you're not feeling it? That's pretty meh. Oh, come on. Really? Really? Like, really? Like, that's meh, but Shazam's great. Is that what you're telling me? I didn't say Shazam was great. I said it was enjoyable. What was wrong with I Am Legend? It was good. It was all right. I, I thought the... I thought the um... The vampire creatures. I, I, I thought the yeah the the creatures look really bad though. Have like, you seen them? Have you seen a Mega Man? Have you seen a Mega Man? That they just want actual people with makeup on instead of those CGI monstrosities that mm. just looked ridiculous watching that when I was watching that movie. Have you seen the original Omega Man with Chuck Eston? Of course. Yeah, remember how they look in that? <laughs> like, yeah, like like they, like their faces are falling off and oh, some of them are just pale. Like, yeah, this. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, but they still look human at least. They don't look like CGI monstrosities. Yeah, no, it is quite different. But um, I don't know. I'm looking for. I, I just feel like in the 15 years or however long it's been since that movie, you know, times have kind of changed. We can up the stakes. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah, he died. It, is it is it a movie that needs a sequel though? Well, I, I believe in the original. He died. He certainly died in Omega Man, and I think he died in I Am Legend, but there's an alternate scene in I Am Legend where apparently he doesn't die, so that's what they're using. They're sort of doing a what if he didn't die. I don't actually remember the end of I Am Legend. The, the what if part. our movie didn't end the way that we made it end? Yeah, yeah. Let's make a sequel. Well, that dude, that's like the recent sequels where they're like, okay, we're doing a sequel to just Halloween 1, and we're doing a sequel to just Terminator 1 and 2, none, none of the other ones. Like, this, you know, they're getting more... What other ones? We don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Like, yeah, what are you talking about? Like, Terminator Genesis? We don't remember that. Um, yeah, no, that's it, that's when Hollywood, it, it not only is starting to get sort of desperate, but, like, really desperate. <laughs> they're just like, they're like, fuck it. Like, let's just start doing selective sequels. To, I wonder if Disney will ever be like, forget about the sequel series. Let's just do a sequel to Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Like, just forget Dude, those movies exist. Can, can I be honest with you? I, I would, I would welcome that. No, I know you would. I know you. Would. If they turned around and said we're going to do a Halloween Terminator thing, we're now going to make the proper sequel to <laughs> Number Six. Forget the other three happened. I'd you'd be, be like, loving it. This is the first time I'll say okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd be absolutely loving it. I know, but they never would do it for something like that, though, Rich. That you actually want. It's oh, always I know, for but fucking. I'm saying, I, that's the only time where I would actually be like, I'm going to be a hypocrite now. <laughs> Yeah, and go. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I know that's hilarious. Um, yeah, but anyway, we'll we'll see what happens. And um, it is kind of funny they're doing a sequel to an alternate scene that wasn't even in the fucking original. Um, yeah, because I remember him dying. I, when I watched that, I remember him dying. Yeah, because yeah. that, that chicken, the the kid, arrive at the safe place. Yeah, you are right. He, yeah, and he sacrificed himself. I remember that. Yeah, which he also does in Omega Man. The the character mm. dies at the end. Um, but if he gets kind of speared or something in like a, in, he's kind of like, it's almost like a Christ-like ending where he's kind of like arms outstretched, you know, and the, and the camera pans up, um, mm -hmm. if I, if I recall correctly, or it pans down from high above, whatever, however you say. Uh, now Michael Kellishim has reported, uh, that Greg Rucker is joining Ed Brubaker on the Batman animated show, Rich. So this is starting to look pretty promising. They're starting to get a really good writing crew. Uh, on this, on this animated, uh, it's kind of a follow up to the, um, and in the spirit of the, the nineties uh, animated show with Brubaker and Rucker in charge. Sounds pretty cool. Okay. I'm down for it. I'm very down for it. Come on, Rich, get a bit more excited. Why are you not excited by this? Why is this? 
you know. I, I, I'm on. sorry. There's just so much Batman. It's really hard to get excited about another Batman property. But come on, Greg Rucker and Ed Brubaker getting involved. Yeah, you know, well, I'm happy for you. Dial up the fucking quality of, of proceedings at last. Um, yeah, now the boy star. The, 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 sorry, the last Batman animated show that I enjoyed was the uh, Brave of the Bold. Well, that was, <laughs> that was fucking that. good. That was a good show. No, that was great, but that's because it incorporated like the Brave and the Bold, and every episode or every episode or two was a new hero that he was teaming up with. Yeah, I loved, yeah. and the fact that he was just so Adam West type of yeah, yeah, yeah. fist of justice. Like, I Dude, that's that a great. That I was, love that show, man. Are you kidding? I love that show. That that show got me hooked on just the Brave and the Bold, and I, and I bought all the omnibuses of the original seventies thing, which is which are great. There you go. No, that's a that's a that was. I agree. That was outside of the. If anime they said series. they were doing something like that again, sure, I I would be on board. Like if they said that, like because here's the thing. Like I mean, you know, Batman is Batman. It's Batman. I get it. You know, what a cool character. But I just wish they would do something that was a bit more anthology based, mm-hmm. where it is a bit of Brave and the Bold, but not just Batman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, like maybe Batman would be like maybe in like. 70% of it, mm-hmm. but you would have some episodes that were just like Superman and Green Lantern or, mm. you know, Wonder Woman and Hawk and Dove. You know what I mean? Just like an anthology thing where like every story or episode could be different. So it's a Justice League anthology show, basically. Well, no, no, just, not just Justice League. I mean like all of DC. Yes, gotcha. Like you have your pick of any DC character you want. Like, like Spectre and Dead Man. Spectre and Dead Man have an episode together or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that, yeah. Hawkman and Flash, or you know, whoever. Hawkman and Zatanna. Hawkman and the Atom, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Phantom Stranger and uh, Blue Devil. Like, just, you could just go to town and just, like, Mm. you know, because then you just open it up to anything and everything. Yeah. Uh, Look, I I mean, I agree. I mean, I assume, yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. I guess they just don't have the confidence. Yeah, again, well, they only have confidence in Batman, yes. That That is for sure. They've got a bit of confidence in the Justice League as well, you know. I will say that they've done plenty of Justice League kind of stuff over the years, well, like as not well. That much, yeah. But then enough. Like I, I do feel like there's a lot of um, the animated product they put out. I mean, they've done a lot of Titan stuff. You know, there's been a fair bit of Titans animated product that they've put out over the years. Um, not really, there was only um, a few movies. The Batman, Bat- the not Batman, the Outsiders show as well. Um. You know, it's been Superman okay. animated what? series. The Outsiders no, they, show. I, what Outsiders? The Outsiders show. The animated show. Is that Outsiders animated show? Are you sure? Isn't it called that? Um, Young Justice, but Outsiders was one yeah, of the yeah, seasons. Yeah, 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 Young Justice, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the Young Justice, like, the, but Outsiders was one of the seasons. Yeah, but what I'm saying, Dave, if you're like... I don't know. I feel like DC was having more fun back in the day when they used to do adaptations of trades. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you used to get different cartoon shows. You know what I mean? There was, you know, like, I mean, at one point you had a Superman and the Batman and then you had the Justice League. But now it just seems like, you know, where's the, where's the new Superman t- uh, animated TV show? Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing, you know. They they had one Legion which lasted two seasons. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, it on Blu-ray. Teen, Teen Titans was popular when it sure. came out, but then when sure. they changed it to that Teen Titans Go, which was like the chibi stuff, everyone just like was like, eh, no, thank you. I'm just saying, there's just so much property. Do you want a you want a good movie? Do you want a good movie? 
Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. That's actually a funny movie, an animated show. It's on HBO Max. I've watched it. It's good. It's good. It, the, the the two Teen Titans from the different, you know, shows they they clash and stuff. It's, it, it is a lot of fun. I think you'd enjoy it, Rich. There's a lot of humor in it. Um, did you enjoy the bat? I've got see, I've got a lot of these Blu-rays that I bought cheaply. Um, the Batman and Return of the Cape Crusader, where Adam West came back with Burt Ward just before he died, and they did two movies together. Yes, yes, I've got those on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying, man. But you know, like, come on, this Batman show could be pretty good. Ed Brubaker and and Greg no, no, Rucker, it can. Man. But I'm just saying, I'm a fan of DC. Yeah, I'm not just a fan of Batman, and there's sure. been so many Batman cartoons over the years. Sure. There's been so many. Yeah. Like, just, it'd be, it'd be nice want, to have a I Superman one. DC. It'd be nice to have a Superman one. I'd enjoy a Superman one. You know, I I, I would genuinely enjoy a, a, a modern 2022 with good animation. And notice, I say good animation, Superman. Like, I really enjoyed the Superman animated series they did in the late 90s. I thought that was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, that, that that was yeah, that was the the Batman and the Superman that that led into the Justice League. Yeah, that was a hell of a lot of fun that series. I, yeah, I, all that, all done by Bruce Tim. Yeah, and or, but, but, but or whatever. I think I could be wrong, but I think Bruce Tim's involved in this animated series as well. I think he is, yes. But yeah. as I said, that's just I know it's probably going to be good. It's just that oh, I just another Batman. That's just how my brain goes. My brain just goes, oh, another Batman cartoon. Sure. I mean, at some point early in your life... Hey, if you're a Batman fan, great. Lucky you. It. Yeah, loving <laughs> it. Yeah, well, I am a Batman fan. <laughs> I know. That's why I said lucky you. <laughs> uh, surprise, surprise, Rich. I, I, I know you didn't know that, you know. I keep it. I keep, oh, you, you you surprise me every day, Dave. I, I keep I keep it hidden. You know, I, I don't like to let on uh, that I'm that I'm such a Batman fan that I am. But, yeah, no, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens, I, I guess. Like, um end of the day it's going to come out there's going to be high expectations i really hope it's good i do think with brubaker and rucker in charge it's gonna be pretty good uh now the boy star anthony star aka homelander from the boys was reportedly arrested for assault in spain uh while in spain to shoot richie's upcoming film and he actually pled guilty and had to he avoided jail time i think but he did like community service probation or something so he was a naughty boy having a big night out i think rich and just got, oh my goodness! Just got a little, uh, he got a little out of control, you know. As you do, hey, as you do when you when you get a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 pretty funny. Um, now some Walking Dead news, Rich. As you know, as you know, Michelle and myself have continued on with the Walking Dead, and at times we feel as if we are walking dead and there has been a long journey down this road uh from when we from when we uh started about feels like about 27 years ago now negan and maggie will lead a new walking dead spin-off in new york city titled isle of the dead premiering in 2023 the new series Isle of the dead will follow the unlikely pair what with him having murdered her husband and all glenn into (laughs) what the network calls a post-apocalyptic manhattan long ago cut off from the mainland what do you think of that, Rich? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've been um they've been uh, teasing it for a while um, that Negan and Maggie, uh, you know, like they're sort of like um, dancing around kind of what their relationship actually is, like as in as in their working relationship, and it is quite interesting. Um, 
yeah, it, it, it is it is pretty interesting how it's working. Because don't forget, he he viciously killed Glenn and others uh, that 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 night, and that's hard to come back from. If someone's killed your husband in front of you with a baseball bat, spiked baseball bat, um, forgiveness is going to be forever hard. But they have tackled it. it not, has been, in, not in a TV show. It has been reasonably interesting in the show how they've handled it. I will I will say that for them. It has actually been reasonably interesting. Um, will you be watching, Rich? No. No, I'll, don't worry. I'll, I'll continue doing the Walking Dead reviews. That, that one I will leave for you yeah, and... Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, like, yeah. that could be your, your, your cross to burden. Yeah, no, it is. And so following Fear the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead world beyond, and the in-the-works Tales of the Walking Dead, and the as-yet-untitled Daryl Carroll spin-off show with Norman Reedus... All of the Dead will be the fifth offshoot of the original AMC drama based on Robert Kirkman's comic book series. So they are squeezing this fucking lemon, Rich, for the last drops of juice, it feels like. You know, like they're, they're fucking really, like, really trying hard to get the last bits of flavour. Would you agree from this from this whole property? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe there's so many spin-off shit happening from a what, what I'm sorry, what kind of feels like a dead franchise to me now. Like it's <laughs> and but you know what? There must be a lot of people there must be a lot of people still watching if they're doing all these spin-offs. There's enough there's enough. It's it's not as big as it was, but there's there's certainly there's an audience for sure, yeah. There's definitely an audience. Um which is which is what's keeping it keeping it kind of going, but you know, I mean, it's I agree with you. It it is kind of weird because it does like the show very recently, and I, and notice I say very recently has picked up again, but the show has also had some hideous lows that it needed to pick up from. If you know what I mean, like it was almost unbelievably bad at times. You know that you were just like, hey, God, is this the worst the show could possibly ever get? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty weird, but, um, I am, look, Negan and Maggie, we will watch it, but I'm actually much more about the Daryl and Carol show because I love Daryl Dixon. He's one of my favorite characters in the show outside of Rick. Many times during Walking Dead, I've said, if Daryl dies, I'm out. And I'll say that to Michelle during the show. She's saying, he's not going to die, Dave. You know that there's a spinoff coming. I'm like, good. You know, cause he gets in some sticky situations and I go, if Daryl dies, I'm out. It, it's, it's over for me. Count me out. And it's a couple shows, so there's a big call for me because there's all the spin-offs and stuff that we watch as well. So if I pulled out of that, pretty much pulling out of the marriage, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. it's like the Russians leaving Afghanistan. Um, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. It, it, it's going to be interesting, or, or maybe it won't be very interesting at all. And in fact, will be a grind as some seasons of Walking Dead are. So at times, I, I, I say to Michelle, I forget the names of everyone outside of about three people. I have no idea where we are. I have no idea what they're doing. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense at all because there are so many of these settlements, Rich, that rise and fall. And the storyline, you know, there's like a half year between episodes at times. And you're like, I don't remember what we're even doing because the stories move along sometimes at a glacial pace in the mid-season. You know, like, because they, they, they go, kind of go around the horn and, you know, get little character moments with everyone, but sometimes they're so-called character moments which are just literally so mind-numbingly boring, you know? <laughs> like, just like, oh, my God, could this character just please die? <laughs> but you're still sticking with it. 
Yeah, and I would say this season uh, they've made a bit of an effort because the official we're in the official last season, which they're stretching as usual in typical Walking Dead style. They're stretching, 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 and to get through twenty twenty two. But um, it has been pretty good, actually. To be honest, it has been reasonably interesting. So we'll see. Now, Richard, you've got some news about a Disney Plus show. What's going on? Yeah, so some more. Uh... Possibly terrible Star Wars news. Oh, dear, you're sighing. What's going on, Rich? So there's a rumour mm. that Disney Plus, Disney will be working on their first Disney Plus Star Wars movie. So that's a, a movie made for the Disney Plus, not for... Oh, just, just exclusive, yeah? Yeah, and it will be based on the Star Wars uh, Heir to the Empire storyline. Isn't this one of your favourite storylines ever? From Legends... The fact that I don't want this to be true probably means that it is. <laughs> this is the story with Thrawn that you're always going on about, isn't it? Yeah, well, apparently the, this is what the rumor's claiming is that the the Ahsoka show is going to lead into the, the heir to the Empire because obviously oh. I think in her one she is tracking down Thrawn. What's so bad and, about that, though? That sounds like it could be interesting. Because I know they'll probably ruin it. They'll probably bastardize it. Mm. They'll and you know I just I don't have any faith that they will stick again. That they will stick true to the story. They won't. They'll, they'll definitely. You know, fuck, they, fuck they'll change it and just say, "Oh, it's it's it, it's that in name." Yeah, yeah. But we're going to completely change everything about it. That's yeah. just I, that's the feeling I have now when when it comes to Disney and Star Wars. I mean, again, I'd pref- honestly right now I prefer they just keep doing their own new shit and don't ruin more stuff. Yeah, from my legends. Um, do you, you know, think? World. Do you think? Because I, I've not read it, but I assume the original had the original characters in it, like you know Han and uh, Han and you know Luke and. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, um, I mean, spoilers for anyone. The only character of the original that dies at some point in the in the legends mm. is is Chewie. Right. Um, and he he basically dies like on an exploding planet. So I mean, at least it, at least it took a planet to kill him. Mm. That sucks. <laughs> so, like, though. They killed Chewbacca. But he was he was also doing it to save uh, Han and Leia's um, kid. Jesus, um, like kill Chewbacca. That's a pretty harsh fucking call. Well, look, I mean, at some point you have to, and and to be fair, I mean, with the, obviously the 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 family growing because you got Han and Leia with their three kids, mm. you got Luke and all that, you know, probably they needed a, a meaningful death because this was going, this was at a time where there was this big massive storyline mm. um, called the New Jedi Order, mm. uh, where they're basically the galaxy is being attacked by the Uzong Vong mm-hmm. sort of stuff and all that. So, I mean, I think they needed a a, a death for impact. Um, sure. You know, and, and again, I mean, Chewie did it, you know, doing, you know, saving the, the child of his, you know, longtime best friend. Sure. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it you know, it, it's sad and all that, but I mean, you know, uh, yeah, it's difficult to write a character that's worth it doesn't really have any dialogue at the same time. And, you know, and, and hey, look, he was stuck around for a long time. I mean, if I had to choose between Han or Chewie dying, I'm, I'm going to choose Chewie, unfortunately, because I mean, Han is just. Yeah. A, a more popular character. Oh, fuck. I mean, but I don't want to choose between those two dying. Jesus Christ. Well, no, but, but, here's, but this is the reason why I said choose, because if I choose canon, oh. then Han dies and Chewie lives. And if I choose legends, Han lives and Chewie dies. That's my two choices. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, so I, I choose the one where Han and Leia go on to have many adventures with Luke and Mara sure. and the ga- save the galaxy and all that sort of stuff. So, what time um, period is that? Is that death? How long after Return of the Jedi is that? Oh no, that's uh, like ten years or fifteen, maybe. Okay, yeah. And was it in a comic or a book or what was it? No, it's in an, it's a set of novels. As I said, it's this massive storyline that took place over like um. Yeah. That depresses oh, me. It's got to be at least around about 50 novels, I think. That depresses me that Chewie died. Like, that actually hey, But, I mean, me. hey, he, he stuck around for a long time. Yeah, but I want to stick around for... He's one of my favourite characters, man. Did he go out a hero? Yeah, that's what I just said. He, 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 he got killed when two planets collided and he was saving Han's kid. Okay, all right. Well, all right. And it made for a very interesting story because Han, for a long time in like the in the books, mm. there was a little bit of like resentment um, between him and and the kid. You know what I mean? Like Han never came out and said it, but like the kid always felt like Han blamed him, right, for Chewie's death because he got himself into that situation where he needed to be saved, right. Um, and you know what? There's some really great moments in in the later books and all that where you know Han will like see Chewie's hair. Yeah. you know, on, on a seat or something like that, and he gets a bit melancholy. So, I mean, it's it's handled very well. It's written and handled oh, very yeah, well. But it it certainly doesn't feel downer. forced like the Disney stuff. It's a fucking downer, though, man. Jesus Christ, you've depressed me. I didn't know about this. I didn't know hey. that Chewie cashed out, man. Wow. He cashed out big time, man. Took two planets to kill him. Yeah, wow, hey, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a book that I'm, I'm still avoiding. Um, okay, so there's a rumor that they're doing Air of the Empire. But, but here's my question. If they do edit the Empire, what are they going to do with all the original characters? Like, de-age them? Or what are they going to do? You know, they're going to have to have moments with these originals, surely. You know? Well, that's the thing. They're either going to have to recast or, yeah, they're going to have to really master the technology that they've been uh, using in the um, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But true. as I said, it's just so funny to me that uh, they keep now using legends to save their. Yes, it is. Yeah, to save themselves. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're throwing it all at the window. We're creating everything from scratch. Then all of a sudden, you know, um, uh, Thrawn is showing up in Rebels. Mm. You know what I mean? And now we're going to be doing Heir to the Empire, and apparently they're going to be bringing Mara Jade into the universe as well. And I was like, wow, you know. Considering you threw it all out the window, saying we know we'd rather want to do our own, you seem you, you seem to be going to that, that legends well. Oh, a lot. you you've backflipped massively, you know, yeah, hugely. So, but again, I know they'll fuck it up. And then the last bit of Star Wars news is apparently there's a rumor that even though Disney said that they would not recast the Cara Dune character, mm. there is a rumor going around that they might recast her and the. Possible actress will be Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Who's Cara Dune? Remind me who Cara Dune is. So Cara Dune is the character in The Mandalorian that's played by uh, Gina Carano. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Who they they fired, basically. Fired. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead most recently played the Huntress. Yeah, I know. She's she's a good actress. She she was terrible as the Huntress, but she's a good actress. Yeah, yeah. I I do like her. I think she even played Bruce Willis's daughter. Uh, McLean's daughter in the oh she's she's been in lots of things she, she's a good actress Die-Hard movie she's I terrible she as the Huntress she's awful as the Huntress but that but you know that's yeah but I mean that's not a great movie so no 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, but well, yeah, but, that, but that, so that's my two Star Wars rumour news. Okay, all right. And would you accept that recasting, Rich? Because of, you know, obviously that other one. I, mean, I don't agree with uh, uh, Gina Carano's firing, but I also think that it's stupid to throw away a good character. Sure. Yeah. Because you 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 fired the actress. I mean, whether or not you agree with her, I just think, you know, this is this weird thing today where characters get thrown in the bin because of something about the actor. Yeah. Like, oh, we're not going to have Rob Divney in, in Flash anymore because of the actor. Sure. Well, no, Rob Divney's a character. They should have recast he's not, him. He's not the actor. Yeah, they should have recast so, him. So, you know, and with this, Cara Dune is a really good character. Mm. It's, it's one of the more interesting new characters you've created. Yeah. Why throw that character in the bin? I don't agree with what got you there, but I think it's stupid to cut your nose off to spite your face now. Good point, Rich. Uh, now, who needs the Joker? Major theatre chains uh, turned everyone who saw the Batman into a clown, so a report says. AMC wasn't the only theatre chain that jacked up ticket prices for the Batman, and it wasn't just for that movie. So, sensing the Batman was going to be a hit, AMC p- punched the prices up. I don't think they did that in Australia. I, I don't think. I, when I when I got tickets, I didn't notice them. I mean, they were, as always, expensive. It's more expensive than they should be. But um, yeah, no. But in the in the in the states, they they punched up the prices on the Batman, and were rewarded with good numbers uh, for it as well. And we had Eric on, and he was saying Spider Man No Way Home was a bonanza for them after just COVID just killing them. And he said the Batman is less, but it's still very big as well, you know, in theaters because he works at AMC. Um, yeah. So what did you say? That should, that, that should be illegal. That's disgusting. That should yeah. be illegal. What's it called? Surge pricing is what they call it, isn't it? Like Uber calls yeah. it. Yeah. You, I'm sorry, but if your ticket prices are twenty bucks, because mm-hmm. here's the thing: did they only jack it up for that movie, or did they? Did you say they? They they, they, the they announced that they did, but apparently the data has shown that that some other movies as well they also did it. It wasn't across the board, but there were some other movies that they also. Well, that's the thing: for it to not be illegal, you'd have to do it across the board. You'd have to say, "Sorry, all our movie ticket prices are going up." Yeah, I don't believe that was reason. the case. You cannot selectively go. Oh no, no, no! Only these movies tickets are going up. That's the what they did, though. Time. I think. I, I think in general it was fairly targeted towards the Batman, so because they knew they had a hit on their hands, basically, and they were just going with the old supply demand chart that we all learnt in uni. Disgusting. Um, yeah, Richard's not happy. I'm not happy. I mean, I'm not. I I already think cinema prices are insane, considering how uncomfortable. The seats are like Hornsby, Westfield. Uh, what's the br- chain called? Is it Event, Rich, that we go to? Um, uncomfortable yeah, yeah. seats, scarred marked seats in the centre seats. It was awful. My back went halfway through. I was uncomfortable. It was shockingly bad. And and uh, Yes, but I also think you might be a bit too used to gold class as well. <laughs> well, regardless, I mean, here's the point. Like, it was just uncomfortable, you know, and... And you're paying close to thirty bucks for a seat. It's ridiculous. I, look, I, I, I didn't have any problems, but again, I'm... yeah. But, but were you I, that? I, comfortable? I, I, maybe I'm built differently as well. But were you that comfortable? Like, do you think it's? Do, I wasn't uncomfortable. I was. I was super uncomfortable. My back actually went during the fucking movie. Um, Danny DeVito wants to revisit the Penguin alongside Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Tim Burton. 
He says, uh, we're not dead yet, is what he basically said. So, oh, good old Danny DeVito's like trying to inject some. Oh, life. actually, sorry, DeVito, you were dead in your movie, sorry. You died. I he did it. die, actually. And he wasn't, he wasn't, he like. Your, your penguins even came and, yeah. and yeah. escorted you into the water Which for a, awesome. a, a sea burial. It was awesome, actually, when that happened. Um, yeah, he seems to have forgotten the ending to his own film, probably because it was so fucking long ago. Um, yeah, uh, Charlie Cox was recently asked if he'd ever seen Ben Affleck's Daredevil film. While Cox praised Affleck's portrayal of Matt Murdock, he said the suit sucks. And I've got to say that I don't think the suit sucks that much in Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I actually don't mind the movie. Frankly, the director's cut, I think it's quite watchable. I think uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil suit is a lot better than Charlie Cox's. Say that. Yeah. yeah, but big comment from him to, to make that call. Like, I, I know he's just trying to be a bit edgy, but unnecessary, you know? Unnecessary. Well, th- th- this is the thing. I think everyone's got it in their head that only the Disney stuff is good. And when I say Disney, it's, he's owned by Disney now. Sure. He's, he's showing all that, so... But no, I the, the Ben Affleck movie is not terrible. I think it had a terrible theatrical cut. Yes. Um, I think the director's cut is a bit better, but I never had a problem with the costume. Whatever problems I have with that movie, the costume was definitely not one of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I love the isolation tank. I always love that. Like, I, I, I actually, it, for me, it's not even a guilty pleasure. It's, a, it's like the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. I enjoy those movies. You, you know, the original Ghost Rider, not the sequel, which is bad. The, I, I enjoy it. Like, you know, sometimes let people, people are allowed to enjoy it. I kind of like that it wasn't, you know, super cookie cutter. I, I thought the Daredevil movie had some really good moments. And when I saw it, I, I only really saw it because it was a Marvel property and Ben Affleck. You know my views on Daredevil. I, I really disliked Daredevil um, when I was younger due to his opposition to the Punisher. In later years... I've come to appreciate there are some great runs on Daredevil, you know, but I, like I enjoyed it and I wasn't even a fan of Daredevil. You know, I went in expecting to sort of dislike it. I only went in because it was shortly after Spider-Man. There was a lot of hype on it when it came out because Spider-Man had done so well and, of course, it disappointed and it became fashionable to deride it. But the director's cut, it's a, quite a watchable movie, you know? Um yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I know people hate, like, even, like, the Fantastic Four movies, right? I do agree that the second one is pretty awful. Mm. But the first movie, I just, it's... It's, it's throwaway fun, you know? It's fun, yeah. It, I still had fun with it. Like, you know, uh, what's his name? Michael Chiklis. Yes. Thing is pretty funny, and I thought they nailed the him and Johnny, mm. like, at, always at each other's throats, and Johnny playing practical jokes on him and stuff and all that. Um could they have probably got a better Sue than Jessica Alba? Sure. Mm. I, I did feel like she looked far too young for for the part. Like, she even sometimes looked younger than Johnny. <laughs> like, you know, they probably mm. could have got a better. But it's a fun throwaway movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look, yeah. I didn't super enjoy it. But, I, I mean, I enjoyed it in the cinema. But I, I as, as I watched it, to me, it was throwaway fun. You know, like, it was like... Whereas I thought Daredevil had a bit more of meat on it, and I and I know you know how much I enjoyed that first Ghost Rider Nicolas Cage movie. I mean, I I can put that on. That's one of my relaxation movies. You know, mm. I, the I second just, one was awful though. It was no, I own the second one on Blu-ray, and the the best part in it is when he goes, uh, "Illegal downloaders," and he looks at it to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's right at the start of the movie. <laughs> like that's as good as it gets. No, the second one is. 
they stripped away the budget. Um, yeah, it's it's not good. I mean, look, for the real ghost rider aficionados like out there, and, and shout out to Brian Biggin and Inner Demons, um, definitely you should be listening to his show. We, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, he's he he guides me on the rider. And, and by the way, I've got some questions for James DeMatteis when we have him on next month regarding his ghost rider run because I've almost finished reading it, Rich. Um, I've been reading mm-hmm. it. I've been reading it late at night, exhausted, burnout. That's how I love to read it, you know? Sometimes Nothing I, wrong with that. Sometimes I feel like I am the writer, Rich. I might have mentioned this to you before. But I really, Once or twice. Yeah. John Lithgow almost landed a role in an early Batman movie. In fact, Batman 89. He made a decision that he would regret. He turned down the Joker because he had doubts it would be a hit and doubts about Tim Burton, who at the time he felt might have been a one-hit wonder with Beetlejuice. Um, I'm glad they got Nicholson. John Lithgow is a very good actor, though. I will say that. I mean, I you know, excellent actor. Um, uh, that would have actually been very interesting to see um, him as as the Joker yeah. because he is um, he is a very good comedic actor. Yeah, no, he is. He's very good. I mean, I really enjoyed him. What was that the TV show that he did? The Rock from um, the Sun. Yes, that was. He was hilarious in that. Yeah, he was good. No, he's he's extremely good. Like, you yeah, know, he's he's a He's a major talent, I would actually say, and it's but funny. But he can also do menacing because he, he played the villain in Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, he certainly did, and he was very good. He was very yeah, good. So that's my point. Like he can, he can really do menacing, but he can also do comedic. So it would have been very interesting to see his take on the Joker if he if he had done it. If we would have switched between like really cold and menacing to like all of a sudden that's just can't take him seriously. Yeah. Character like it would have been interesting. I mean, look, I still have no problems with, you know. I mean, this Jack Nicholson's performance is fantastic mm. and he's great in the role. But you always have that like, I what if? Yeah, what or, if? Yeah, I wonder. You know what I mean? Like it's the same. Like um, Indiana Jones was supposed to be Tom Selleck. I know. I don't think now, Tom Selleck would it have been better. No, but it still would have been interesting to see what his take on the character would have been because, mm. you know, I mean he. Uh, He's very good at doing uh, charming as well, Tom Selleck. So, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. again, you'll never know, but would be interesting to know. Yeah, definitely. Now, you've got some information on the monsters. That's not a property I've heard about in recent decades. What have you got going I, I, mean, I just saw this today, which I didn't even know about. I just saw like a set photo. Um, and Rob Zombie is apparently doing a monsters movie. Uh, but it's yeah. a, but it's going to be a PG 13 movie. So, don't expect any of the normal Rob Zombie super graphic gory stuff well, what is he i'm not really from i know the name i does he do kind of like low budget horror most of the time is that is that it really or? That, that's what he does now but i mean rob zombies is, is was more f- for being a a, a, a a singer he was a singer was he oh okay yeah but like heavy metal oh. type stuff and all that and then uh he oh. did a couple of low-budget movies like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh. Um, did he do Halloween? He did a Halloween remake at one point. He was the one that did the Halloween reboot. Right. So not the sequel. Yes. He did, a, he did two Halloween movies. Oh. Um, people thought that his first the, 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 the first movie was almost just a complete copy of um, the first movie. Right. Nothing new or original. And the second movie, everyone hated. Right. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, but he's done a couple of, of, of movies and horror stuff and all that, but this one seems like it's going to be more of a fun, okay. uh, PG movie. And his wife is playing, um, 
Or, uh, I can't remember what her first name is, but the the monster wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was never as big on the big on the monsters as I was on. The, I was more of an Adams Family guy. I, I always thought the monsters was a bit lame, but I did see a fair I, bit of it. I preferred the monsters just because obviously really? the Adams Family is not like it's. It's funny though. The mon- the monsters is based on actual um, Universal monsters. Right. Yeah. So the father is Frankenstein's monster. The grandfather, or the like, the father-in-law is Dracula. Their son is the Wolf Boy. I tell you, the granddad is good. The grand, what's his grandpa monster or whatever? He's actually good. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, God, the actor they got to play Grandpa Monster looks so much like him. It's, it's yeah. They, it's that guy was good. That guy was actually a good actor. Like, um, yeah. I, 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 I look. I say I didn't like it. I saw plenty of it. I probably saw about as much of it as the Adams family. Um, yeah, it's just. That that I, I, I just I just like that because it's the actual Universal monsters. Yes. Whereas the Adams family is just it's just like a weird, dark, quirky family. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not tied to anything. But it, I, I enjoyed the 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 Adams family movies. Me too. That, Me too. That they did with um, um, Ralph uh, Julia, um, Ralph Julia, whatever his name was. Yeah, uh, Raul Julia and um, oh God, what's and, her name? Uh, what is her name? Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. It had um, Christopher Lloyd and Christina Ricci, I believe, was it? Yeah, to that Christina Ricci, Ricci, I think yeah. her name is. That's who yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, no, she's in it as well. No, that, that, I enjoyed those movies a lot. Um, they've done animated uh, movies more recently. Uh, there's been a couple of animated comedies. I, I, I got them for Michelle. Um, I haven't actually watched them myself, but I always liked that. I thought it was cool. Like Cousin It uh, and all that kind of stuff. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. Um, now, Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto Online arrive on PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series XS on March 15. This is crazy. These movies, th- these games came out on the 360, man. You know, like, how much longer do we have to wait for Grand Theft Auto 6? Seriously. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. 5 didn't come out on a 360, did it? Yes, it did. It came out in the dying days of the 360. It came out... At, oh, okay. It was one of the last... So I, thought, I thought it came out on X, on Xbox One. No, they released it on Xbox One very early on in the Xbox One's life, and I did buy it as well, but it originally came out on the 360. It was kind of like in the last quarter before uh, the Xbox One came out, and it was one of the first game, big games to come on the Xbox One as well. Fair enough. So... It's just, it's just fascinating. They must have just sold so many fucking copies of this thing. It's like um, Skyrim. Skyrim came out on the 360, but then they yeah. re-released it on Xbox One. They um, re-released it on everything. They right? have, I yeah. Your, I think you can get it on your fridge as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, very similar. Uh, now, we had some news here. 20th Century Fox wanted to change Wolverine's nationality in the t- t- 2000 film adaptation of X-Men. However, screenwriter David Hayter pl- planted his feet on the matter... And the fan favorite mutant named remained Canadian. Hayter, a Canadian himself, discussed his time working on the X Men movies as part of an oral history of Wolverine pu- published by Inverse. I don't know, I should check that out. By the way, one of the proudest moments I had in the first film was when they called me into one of the production offices and they said to me, Hey, can we just find Wolverine in Alaska instead of Alberta and make him American? I knew this was coming, but I was ready. I told them, Everyone knows that Wolverine is Canadian and the fans will kill you. I had no power in the situation, but I stood my ground and he stayed Canadian. I don't like to call myself a true Canadian hero, though. I'll leave that to others. That's actually funny. Like, um, I'm glad he did, too, because it would be so stupid to um, have changed that nationality. 
Gosh, back back when people actually cared about what the fans thought. Well, I mean, it sounds like it was one screenwriter who stood up for it. You know, I don't think the studio cared. The studio. No, but I'm shit. saying that someone that actually said, "Hey, the fans." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The fans will kill you. The yeah. fans want their character to be the character that they want. Sure. Good point, Rich. Whereas now, no one gives a fuck. No one stands up to anyone when they say we want to make changes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep, that's right, man. Um, a real live bat was released in the movie theater over the weekend during a shooting of the Batman. Animal control was caught immediately, according to local sources in Wait, Austin, did, Texas. So did someone release, release it, or did yeah. the actual uh, I believe uh, it was released. cinema people do it? <laughs> I believe it was released by a studio, a cinema goer, and oh, okay. um, became an issue. That would be annoying. I tell maybe, you what, he the, maybe he thought the bat could give everyone COVID. <laughs> see, one of the most annoying things that ever happened to me in a cinema, never forget it, 1992, uh, was lightly stoned. And we went in to see Dracula with a group. I forget who was there, but a couple of... It was a small group, say th- two or three people. I was big into vampires. Watching Dracula. Really, really absorbed by Dracula in the cinema. And suddenly this person just started cackling during one of the killings. And they were, they were like laughing out loud, like outrageously loud. It was really weird. And I was... It took me completely out of the movie... And I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I was that stoned. And I was like, what is going can I, on? Can I be honest with you? I, I had a moment like that where I got bad looks. Yeah. Um, so do you, there was a movie that came out, an Australian movie, and it was called, um, uh, was it called Idle Hands or something? Or I do recall that film, yeah. Two Hands or something like oh, that. Two Hands with, with, um, with um, Heath Ledger, yeah? Yeah, it was a Heath Ledger movie. Now, um <laughs> You know how we sometimes something happens unexpectedly that sometimes you just laugh because yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's just how your brain reacts because you just weren't expecting it. There's a scene in there where just out of the blue, someone gets hit by a car. Do you know what I mean? Like they sent a screen. Mm-hmm. Yep. They talk in the next minute, a car just hits them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it also looked a bit weird, but it, it was so unexpected that I actually went <laughs> like that. Yeah. And these people actually turned to look at me like I was some sicko laughing as someone yeah. did. But it's just because of how it happened. It was so unexpected that I just let out of like a, <laughs> like, and I, everyone looked at me like I was some like fucking weirdo. Yeah, psycho. Just, like laughing at someone's death. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is, but I, I don't know why that person cackling during that. It went on for ages too. I think it was, I think it was like yeah. a theatrical kind of moment for that person. They were doing a bit. Um, yeah, probably. It's yeah. bummy. Maybe out someone was filming it or something. Yeah, showing with the gang. Um, certain stuff's coming out next week. Rich, Batman, Superman, World's Finest One's coming out, which we're looking forward to, and we'll definitely do on the show. That's the Mark Wade, uh, World's Finest um mm-hmm. thing. Uh, also coming out is the Batman Superman Omnibus Volume Two. I've got Omnibus Volume One, and I'm really on the fence, Rich. Do, should I buy Batman Superman Omnibus 2, which collects the second half of the Batman Superman run from the early 2000s? It's after Jeff Loeb left. What do you think? I'm, I'm throwing out the question to you. I bought um, I bought Omnibus 1, which has the entire Jeff Loeb run. And I do recall that the quality... It's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Maybe I'll just stick with the digital because I, you know, I'm getting to that point now where I really only want to buy things that I really want for my shelf. 
and I know I, I collected it all in singles. I got rid of my singles, but I, I did read. I read it till it. I, I collected it until it finished, and I always felt that, that the quality went down pretty heavily after Loeb left, you know? That was always yeah, my Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yes, it, it's like it lost its consistency, I'll say that. Mm. Like, it, it has, after Loeb, it's, it's peaks and valleys. Like, yeah. you know, it's um, because, you know, you've got some good stuff in there. Mm. Um, uh but it's yeah, it's 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 more inconsistent after he, like yeah. he left. There's some good stuff. There's some bad stuff. Um, it, it's a bit of a mixed bag. But if you're someone who wants to own the, you know, the set, then definitely buy it because you'll still find some some good stuff in there. I am someone who wants to own the set, Richard. <laughs> I am that person. <laughs> Something wrong with that? No, I mean, but in saying that, I'd have to say that I mean the Batman Superman stuff there, even the not great stuff is certainly better than the Batman Superman stuff from the New Fifty Two. So, oh fuck you know. yeah, oh fuck it, hell yeah, hundred percent yeah. Uh, then also the Batman's Grave comes out, the complete collection by the can we mention him Warren Ellis, which we keep mentioning just for the sheer joy of it. Warren Ellis, Warren Ellis, Warren Ellis. I, I'm, Warren Ellis. you know what? <laughs> Guess what? I'm over the fucking anger. You know, I'm, I'm okay. Like f- fuck it, like let him back in. Like fuck it, like you know, people have done worse things. He hasn't killed anybody. You know what I mean? I, I, as I said, I mean, that whole thing is still very weird to me because it's, it's again, it's like, uh, is it, stuff that he's doing is scummy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did a, yeah. Lot of, yeah. Did a lot of people give him consent? Yes. <laughs> you know, like, no, I mean, look, I'm sorry, but I mean, yeah, if you, it's if not, you're it's not right. You yeah. ask girls for like pics and they send it to you, well. Oh, uh, you know, I'm not, I, look. I don't want to dig it all up again. I look. I genuinely was disgusted by it. I just meant as a creator, I'm willing to, you know, I, I'm like, I think that he can be allowed to put fucking books out. It's up to the public whether they actually buy those books now. You know. Yeah, but but uh, but I'm just saying. I just think there's these days people really get cancelled for like um, even get like uh, what was that guy's name? What was that comedian? Um, C.K. Lewis. Oh, is yeah. that the guy no. who was like masturbating in front of people? Yeah, but the thing is, he asked for their consent first. Yeah, that that was pretty dodgy, man. It is no, no, it's stupid. But all the women who basically told that story all said, "Oh no, he asked me if it was okay," and I said, oh, "It's weird, but sure." Did they? Yeah, even uh, Sarah Silverman said, "Oh yeah, he asked." Jesus. So I'm just saying, yes, what he, what they're doing is scummy, and you just go, dude, but what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. You're a bit of a sicko. But he never whipped it out and did it without people's consent. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's back as I'm well. I'm just, but he got cancelled for that because, again, people saw it as you know deviant sexual. He's, I, he's I, don't, back. I don't disagree with he, you. He's back now, though. He's been he's done specials and he's doing. Comedy oh, people now. were outraged that he was back. People yeah. were hated that he was back and making money and <laughs> you know and and getting jobs and gigs and because that's the thing today when they decide that you're cancelled, yeah, you need to be cancelled forever. Yeah, no, but I think there's some pushback against that now. Yeah, so in essence, I think um, if you're interested, the Batman's Grave Complete Collection is on heavy sale on Kindle Comics right now, and and I've and I've picked it up there, and um, it's a pretty damn good Batman story from what I've read. I haven't read it all; I only read the first couple of issues, and I thought they were really good. So I might want to check that out. I'm surprised it hasn't not getting a hardcover treatment, but anyway. Uh, and then we have Captain America Lives Omnibus Hardcover. Proud to say I've already ordered mine. Um, I, I was so much like, you know when you make a decision years ago that you regret and you're always like, I will fix that decision. So I didn't buy the 
Captain America omnibuses, the Brubaker ones, when they came out, like, literally 10, 15 years ago. And they went for astronomical prices after they went out of print because they were so popular. Um, and I ref- didn't even consider, I'm not going to pay hundreds of dollars for an omnibus. You know, it's ridiculous. They're already expensive enough. Um, but I was always like, if they ever reprint them, I will get them. And I've got these ones as they've come out. And it's such a good feeling when you're like, yes, you know, like patience was its own reward kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you yeah, know, I, I, I love his Captain America run and just to have them all. And they're, they're also reasonably, um, sized omnibuses as opposed to the normal omnibuses, which are always a bit too big, you know, that's a, with omnibuses, like they're all, usually they're slightly too big and sometimes they're way too big. And, and I'm not a big fan of that style of omnibus, but these, his ones, uh, they're really more like oversized hardcovers, you know, and, um, I think they're fantastic. So if you haven't checked out, Ed Brubaker's Captain America. Well, my God, do it. If you're listening to Signal, I mean, would you say I'm an Ed Brubaker fan, Rich? Has that come across ever? I would say that, yes. <laughs> I'm number one in his fan club. Number one in the Chuck Dixon fan club and number one in the Ed Brubaker fan club. Uh, we can get Chuck on the show. Ed Brubaker's not returning my calls, though, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been sending signals out for 20 years. <laughs> Maybe so, one day. Yeah, well, he, he responded to me on a couple of tweets over the years. Um you know, but uh, we'd love to have him.
It's Wiggly Comics, Rich. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, we are excited. And, and believe you me, three punchy comics this week. What a surprise Dave picked the Punisher one. Um, I feel like I've been waiting about five years for this issue to come out. Um, I was so hesitant about this issue. I really enjoyed it, actually. I, I, I really liked that that double um, page spread on the, you know when you turn the first page over with all the Punisher over the years, all the different um, variations, and I was like, "Oh, you got me." <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't looking to was uh, Frankencastle in there. I don't know. He probably was. He probably was. Um, <laughs> you know, in the whole tapestry of the Punisher, it was it was pretty much. It was pretty. Much, I saw a lot of like classic eighties and nineties Punisher in that classic award journal period and stuff, which is when I was God, I was such a heavy fan when that stuff came out. Um I'm I'm just trying to bring up the issue now while we're talking to see if Franklin Castle is there. Now the the concept of this is he's working for the hand, which does seem odd, and he's like their weapon of vengeance kind of thing, but then you find out how she's um basically uh entrapped him is that they've brought Maria back. We've still got the gunshot, like the bullet wounds in her. Um, and he's like sleeping with her, and that's basically the deal with the devil that Frank has made. Whether that's consciously or if he's kind of brainwashed, we're not a hundred percent sure because we don't get an insight into Punisher's own head. It's all narrated by the woman who's kind of managing him. Um, yeah. I really, I really dug it, man. Um, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting mm, for sure. I, thought that it I was. mean, um. It's, I don't know. It's one of those weird things where I'm like, oh, are we, I what? guess this is. What's wrong? It's weird because I don't, Punish is like a mixed bag for me when like, it, it almost feels a bit almost like Batman-ish Lazarus Pit mm. type thing where now all of a sudden there's like the wife's back from the dead. It's I, not I guess the first it's time. Like a, it's, 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 not a, the first it's a comic book trope, I guess. So. It is. And it's not the first time his wife's been brought back. Uh, the whole family was brought back in an earlier run. I recall, um, and it, it, it was a different Frank Castle story, though. It was way darker. Uh, I enjoyed it, man. I, I, I kind of dug it, dude, and um, and I think there'll be hell to pay when Frank breaks the deal, you know? I, I think I, I think you'll find that Frank may have been brainwashed by this whole thing, it, that it's kind of giving him his heart's desire, mm. um, and I think at a certain point the penny will drop, if you know what I mean. Um, I'm not sure if Punishers... Well, I mean, it has to. I mean, it's it's... That, that happens with every story when, you know, whether it's Gwen Stacy or, mm. you know, whoever that comes back from the dead, it's always, it's never them or it's a clone or it's not real. And also, yeah, I mean, obviously you're just waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm looking to see if Frankencastle's here. There's a classic one with him and um, I'm looking at it. I don't see Frankencastle, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> um, but I, I was looking. It wouldn't have surprised me, but there's a lot of stuff from the 90s. You see the classic one, the Mike Zek uh, cover. You see the the classic Tim Bradstreet covers. Uh, look, dude, I really dug this man. Actually, I, I gave it eight out of ten, and I could even be argued higher. Uh, was I was really, I was really, I I was as worked up as I get about about comics. I was fucking, I was I was really nervous about this issue because I like Jason Aaron, and I love the Punisher, and I you know I love a lot of Jason Aaron's work, and just I was like, please don't fuck it up, please don't fuck it up. And then I read the storyline, and I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. The art wasn't exactly my cup of tea, but I forgive it because the story was good. How much are you giving a rich? 
Uh, I guess I'll give it a seven. Okay, well, I think it's a decent score. Um, then we come to double a double shot, uh, The Ex Lies of Wolverine, uh, issue four. Uh, look, seven out of ten. Um, some stuff is happening now. Uh, I'm still confused. Like, Maura McTaggart's role, uh, which is more in the deaths of, but th- this one had Venom, and I did not see that coming at all, that the Venom symbiote... They did say there was corruption in his system. He did say that, and that was... And then suddenly... When, but when Venom suddenly came out, I must admit, I was absolutely stunned. Did you see that coming out? Did you anticipate Venom at all? Uh, not... Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's Venom, but I think it's just a the symbiote. symbiote. The symbiote, yeah. The symbiote. And it's something that he that was set up in that NAM... Yes, yes, it was. Storyline and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's interesting because basically what they're saying is that everything he's doing now is what led to him becoming. So the, the because the symbiote broke out, uh-huh. they realized, oh, it can't be tamed. And that's yes. why he got the adamantium. And then. Yes, he, um, purged, he purged the. He purged the um, yeah, so, so basically what they're saying is that everything he's doing now is everything that helped lead him. Like. When he got taken over there by uh, Omega Red, yes, and Sabretooth like incapacitates him, it's what leads him to be taken back to get brainwashed, yeah, to be a good soldier, sort and take his memories away. So it's interesting that they're saying that everything he's doing now is really what makes him <laughs> become the Wolverine that he is. I guess that's interesting. I just I don't feel like it's been a good journey to get there. No, it's been a kind of staggered journey. Uh, like it's, it I almost feel they're trying to tell too many stories at once, um, and it's a bit confusing. And and now that you say that, that makes sense. But I didn't actually realize that. But you are right. Like it's this incident that makes that Doctor Cornelius realize that Venom can't be tamed, and he flushes Venom out of the system far more successfully than anyone else seems to flush Venom out of a system. Can I say that? You know. Well, it's got to be. It's got to be tied up with a neat. Yeah, yeah, but like. Jeez, if only they could get 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 what he's doing for like all the people affected by symbiotes. Um, yeah, and we also had the thing about that leads to the Lady Death, Death Strike um, thing. I wasn't one hundred percent sure of her origins, but they say that the Kamikaze attack, the guy finally dying honorably, his obsession with shame and revenge gave rise to Lady Death Strike. Um, so that was interesting, uh, and then we had. So what happens at the end? Omega Red actually manages to get inside. Logan in the present and then shoves up the oh no is it not Omega Red who is that at the end oh it's that Russian dude that plunged the sword into Omega Red that he went to I don't know I don't know who that character is. yeah I, I thought it was Black Tom Cassidy and I was like how why is Black Tom Cassidy so evil now like um but it's someone else I'm not even sure who it is um I'm giving it 7 out of 10 for X Lives of Wolverine what are you giving it Rich uh I suppose this issue in itself, I'll give it a seven out of ten. But if if I had to score it all together, it'd be much lower. I know the series so far. I think it's picking up in the second half. I, I get the impression it had a poor start, and now it's kind of picking up. Um, I wonder how it'll yeah, read. The, the problem for that is that if that was me, I would have dropped this like after issue three. So I'm 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 yeah. flirting with the idea of buying the hardcover when it comes out. I've got to be honest. Well, see how it ends first before. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 I'm flirting. I'm flirting, Rich. It's flirting. No one's closed the deal yet. 
No one's taking one home yet, Rich. Oh, just well, I'm just saying, be careful with flirting because if you've had too much to drink, you make wrong decisions. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> that is that is for sure, Richard. Um, yeah. Now, then we had X deaths. I'm enjoying X deaths, uh, and I enjoyed. I've got a question for you though, because okay? I've never read. They keep talking about the phalanx. Is the phalanx related to the '90s event that was called like the Phalanx Covenant or something? I never read it. I just know that's an event name. Is are, are these things related? I believe so. Um, Do you know the well, story? Yeah, the, the, the phalanx is some sort of techno virus from ah, yes. the, the future or something, I think. Yes. And it's infected the Wolverine that comes from the future with all the kind of weird shit on him, the, the yellow uh, shit on him. It, it, yeah, it looks like Moira have, was infected as well, and it could be that she's the reason. Because the only thing that's keeping the thing uh, back is his healing factor. Yes. Um, and then he loses that at the end, and then he becomes full, taken over by the the virus. Yeah, so that's interesting. I enjoyed this issue again. I I I've got to be honest. I I like the artwork as well. Um, I know you're not a fan of all the different Wolverines, and I also wasn't a fan of when he said she's um, what's her name, Richard? What's X twenty three's name? I always forget her name. Um, don't know, don't care. Well, he 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 mentions her and he goes, "She's Wolverine." I like the end though. This last scene where it goes, "We are phalanx," and you sort of see this. I it, I hate that he's like, "She's Wolverine." Fuck off! You're not. You're Wolverine. You idiot. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't like that either. That was I was kind of like, we're really pandering to the to the PC crowd there. But but she's a it's good like, character. It's like they 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 keep wanting to shove it down your throat that this is Wolverine. You must accept it. She is a good character. I will say that. I uh, I, I like. Her. I, I I don't know. I've never been that taken with X twenty three. I I just I like her. A, I think she's just a again a poor man's Wolverine. Yeah, but she's okay, man. Like, Tom Taylor's from was pretty good. There's been some pretty good runs. Measuring Lou did a good run on her. Um, but anyway, then it winds up with a fantastic final image, which almost looks like a zombified Wolverine saying, we are phalanx. Um, I'm giving it 7 out of 10. I, 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 I'm enjoying this. This this series took a while to get going, but I'm enjoying it now. I just hope it doesn't end with the death of Wolverine again. I'm sure it won't. Who knows? Well... That would be absolute fools if they killed off Wolverine again. That would be nuts, you know, with the with the fucking um, movies coming and everything. Like, well, you you say oh, with well, the movies coming, but guess what? Uh, Doctor Strange isn't Stephen Strange right now, right before his movie comes out. So yeah, that's stupid. That that is just dumb to me. You know, that's just dumb, dumb, dumb. Um, and it frustrates me when I when I hear the. When I hear the writers talking about the um, about their involvement with the movies and the, just the huge disconnects that the Marvel people, the Disney people, just don't give the writers anything to go on, and I just think, God, the synergy between these two companies is just so poor. But these two divisions, you know, like you, you, you should be briefing some of the key writers on what's going to at least be coming in some of these films, so there can be some sort of alignment. But there's not. They just they never know anything. They, they they don't know anything other than the trailers usually. Like they're, it's a joke. I, I honestly, I actually think it, it becomes a joke. And but then again, Marvel idiots like getting rid of Stephen Strange just before his movie. Are you kidding? Like why? Like that's that's just bad publishing, as far as I'm concerned. That's what they do. So that's what I said. But. Uh... Uh, I, again, I just, I don't know. I'm just not feeling any of the stories. As I said, like I just, yeah, I not, don't you're not really there. 
I mean, I don't know. I guess the I, I guess also it is a trope with the the um what the X Men that it's always Wolverine or Bishop coming from the future <laughs> to stop something. It's like what's all they that? ever do. Wolverine does a lot more than that. Yeah, but I just feel like this has been done better. Yeah, okay. Is, is my point. Like, I just don't. If you're going to yeah. copy something, okay, fair enough, or you're going to do it, but I don't feel like this is any better than no. yeah, I agree. previous stuff. No, like, I agree. So yeah, it's definitely no. I I I'd say it's it just worse. Feels a bit like tired hat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. No, I I I'd actually go so far as to say it's worse than some of the stuff that's come before. You know, but by uh, some by yeah. some distance as well. You know, but but it's not terrible. Uh, like this is the weird world we live in. The X Men have been so poor for so many years. And, and Wolverine has been so badly serviced inside the last five or six years that at least this is an event that makes you give a shit, you know, like a little bit. Like, it, you know, I, there, there should be a lot more of them and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not, I'm not denying that. Like, I'm not saying this is perfect by any means, but it's a step in the right direction is what I'm trying to say, you know? I suppose if you look at it from that point of view. Yeah, well, you know... Look on the positive side, Rich. You got to be glass half full or glass half empty. I mean, you're you're definitely glass half empty over there, Jesus. No, I'm pretty sure my glass is empty. <laughs> Your glasses <laughs> is there. Just the just the dregs are all that's left. Look, no, I, I no, you you are right. When you when you say it's been done better before, oh fuck yeah, like a lot better, <laughs> like 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 a hell of a lot better. But it's been done before, actually. I also feel that this. The way that this has improved in the second half tells me the editors weren't like closely checking because they could have punched up the start quite easily. You know, they could have punched the start up of this of this whole series if they were paying attention. You know, and gave a shit basically. Like that's what I feel. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose it is a Wolverine thing. I was going to say the scope just feels very small, but again, it is. It's a Wolverine title, I guess. So. Um... You know, because I mean, the, the the thing is, we also haven't really seen the future that they're talking about. Mm. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's mentioned or shown in another book. But I mean, if I'm not reading the other books, I'm just like, yeah. But you haven't shown me the bad future. Yeah, you've you've, you've told me, but you haven't shown me any cool flashbacks of how fucked up the world is. And well, we saw a tiny um, flashback where we saw the Sentinels going crazy. You know. Yeah, but I mean, what the actual world looks like that they're talking about of you know, what's so bad and all that. I'm just saying, like, show, don't tell. Gotcha. Yeah, good point, Rich. You know, I mean, is this is this like a, a, a apocalypse world, you know? Well, I where, think it was it was kind know, of Days of Future Past world is what I think it was, Rich. I think it was just Days of Future Past. It's like, I, it's, again, I think it's a poorer man's version of that, but yeah, I don't know because they, we haven't really spent any time in setting up what the future actually looks like or if they're just going, fuck it, people know what the world probably looks like because we've done this story so many times now. Yeah. So. There's a bit of that, like, and that can be lazy though as well. Like, you know, like newer readers are not going to understand it. You know, you're 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 expecting the X Men audience to have been so conditioned by the visions of the future, and I know I am. I I know I I've woken up at nights and thought, you know, am I in Days of Future Past world? You know, and like I've had those moments of reality slipping away at times in my life for sure. When I've gotten too deep into the story, guilty as charged. But um, but not everyone's like they, Rich, are they? No, <laughs> you're definitely one of a kind, Dave. <laughs> that's why. 
that's why we have signal to do, man. Like, you know, you're, you're grounding me in a reality, Rich. I mean, I told you before that um, I said, don't forget it's all fictional, Rich, about Star Wars, but maybe I should take my own advice with X-Men sometimes, and Wolverine in particular, you know? <laughs> maybe. Re- remember the same. But you know what? As they say, it's always easy to give advice than take advice. So. That's right, yeah. So what do they say? Do as I do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> That's it. Exactly right. Yeah. Indeed. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, indeed. Everyone's a fucking expert in hindsight as well. Hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say, Rich. You know that old saying, that old chestnut. Um. Anyway, what, what are we even talking about? What, what did you give this? What did you give this issue, man? Six. I gave it seven. Um. And now we come to trade of the week. I was excited before, Rich. I almost announced it a bit early. You, 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 yeah, you jumped the gun. I jumped the gun because I got so excited. Uh, Jerry Conway's Tales of the Batman Volume 1. He's got three volumes. Um, this is from the late 70s. Uh, it included that... Um, we, and by the way, Jerry Conway's coming on to the show later in... in roughly in almost exactly two weeks. We're going to have him on Signal. Uh, Rich and I are looking so forward to it. Uh, he seems like such a nice guy, and uh, we're looking—we really are looking forward to it. Now, um, if you have questions for Jerry, um, message me on Facebook. It's probably your best option, um, or you can—you uh, can email signaldoom at gmail.com, But you can easily find me on Facebook on the Facebook uh, Signal and Doom page. Seriously, ask—you know—send in the questions. We've already got some great questions, um, but yeah, always happy to do that. Uh, Tales of Batman, Rich. My God, I was enjoying this. Like, seriously, I was really digging Jerry Conway's Batman. I ha- I don't think I've read an issue of his Batman before other than that episode of World's Finest, which is in here, which we've read, which I read again because I love this issue. And I've got, I'm, I'm gonna, I've got some questions about the, that issue to ask him when he comes onto the show. Um, Rich, give us your thoughts. I know you're not a Batman guy, but was this the kind of Batman you like? Because I'm guessing it probably uh, is. This was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. This I, um, I never I, I didn't get quite to the end. I think sure. I was about fifty pages short because I just ran out of time. Sure. Uh, so the last story I read was the, the one where Alfred's uh, accused of killing, uh, a French resistance woman. Yes. In World War Two. So that was the last story I read. But it's amazing how you can tell really good stories in like two issues. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like right. it's just it's it's amazing to me how writers back then could tell a full story in two issues and yet it takes writers today 10 to 12 issues to tell the same story so no this is really enjoyable i just like bang 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 just getting all these good cool stories in it there was the green lantern one Mm. which i do love in this time it's like the guardians of the galaxy are like oh we need a the the universe's best detective get batman (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like you're the guardians of the fucking universe you have access to like so many different races, but no, Batman is the absolute best. Well, it all, they also hadn't hide well. They hadn't hide well inside the Green Lanterns, you know, as well. If they couldn't, um, you know, find. So find um, that was yeah. So I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, oh, there's just so much, man. That's the thing. Like, yeah. this is not a trade where it's like one long story. Really. No, this yeah, is give like... us a couple of highlights. What were your couple of highlights? Because for me, the highlight, um, you know, what I loved, I loved the fact that it was it was that seventies when he's in Wayne. It's not Wayne Manor. It's like it's like the penthouse apartment, and I love that he's pretty much got the Adam West Batmobile. He's got that classic Batmobile that was also in the cartoons at the time, because you know the seventies cartoon mm-hmm. that had a very similar Batmobile to this. I loved that. I love that this Batman. He's dark, 
but he's not over the top like he is now and has been since. I wouldn't even say that this Batman's dog. This Batman's a bit more in your face. I mean, there's quite a few times he's threatened to punch someone out. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, he's kind of aggressive, you know. Um, yeah, he's very in your face. Yeah, I, I love it, man. Um, yeah. He's like, at one point, he's like, Commissioner, you better get this guy in my face before something bad happens. Well, that was, was when like, he was, that was when he had the... Um, it was a drug or something, wasn't it, that made him like super? The gambling. No, no, there thing. was a couple of times in this because um, there was even the one where um, uh, there, there, there seems to be a, a policeman who fucking hates him. Yes, and he's and he's trying to pin everything on him, and and it, at one point it does look like you know because they find him with the gun and all that. Yes, and the guy's like, "She is a murderer," and then he says, to him, "He goes, you better keep him." You know, it's the city commissioner, Jim. Before I before something bad happens, it's, a, like, it's, it's, a, it's like punch a guy out. How wild was the was the team up with Scalp Hunter? Um, oh yeah, that was cool. That was yeah, when he got uh, the bold. And that was a weird story because um, that didn't really happen though because it was, he was just uh, hypnotized. It's time hypnosis. So, time hypnosis. Okay, yeah, so he actually went back in time. Yes, okay. yes, yeah. It's just a it's just a therapist that can do that. <laughs> that guy can do it, and it's weird. I agree, it's totally weird. And he actually says to to Batman, "I haven't done this in a long time, but we'll do it now." But yeah, according to according to this guy, he can do it anyway. And, and then at the end of it, I'm looking at the end of it. He says, "Did you find what you're looking for, Bruce? Perhaps I found more than what I was looking for, Professor. Perhaps I found more." And um and I and I want to say. And I got up to the Firestorm issue. I haven't read the Firestorm issue, but I'm going to read it before we get Jerry on because I've got a Firestorm question for him. Um, how was the Firestorm issue, Rich? Do you remember? Yeah, it's okay. It's not the best. Okay. You know Jerry Conway created Firestorm? Yes, I do know that. Yeah, 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 which is... which is. Uh, uh, unfortunately, the, the, the Firestorm storyline also, I think, has some of the worst art. Right, okay. In, in the collection as well, which didn't help. Okay, I love um, the storyline with... Um, Batman when he gets shot down in um is it is it in Baja? Um yeah, Bad Night in Baja. That was one of my favourite storylines. And he gets shot and and you know, he's he's really kind of incapacitated and and then it's just a really good storyline and like there's the there's the, the, the owner of the of the pub and he was gonna burn it down and he had the fuel tank there ready to go, the gasoline. <laughs> um not a fan of Adam Strange, actually, but I enjoyed the Adam Strange storyline, how they swapped. I've never been an Adam Strange guy. I, I just find it silly, but I did actually like the story, which is good. Really enjoyed the Wonder Woman storyline. I love seeing characters like that back in the 70s because I love that snapshot of how was Wonder Woman in 1978, you know? And how was mm. Batman? How was their relationship? Well, their relationship was pretty damn strong. I mean, he was going to take it to dinner and they've got a good working relationship as members of the Justice League. I mean, dude, I'm going to say this. Like, I've not read these issues before, so I don't actually have nostalgia for them. You know what I mean? But they're fucking strong. And I don't get the sense that they're wildly better than other Batman stories of that time, but they're very solid, very strong. The stories are very, you know, the, the narrative holds together well. He often tells a storyline in one issue. I think a lot of these storylines were one-issue stories. Would you agree? Yeah, it was like one... One to two, max. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there, there's there's action, there's dialogue, there's excitement. Like, so many of these could be turned into, into like, how about um, Death Gamble of a Dark Knight detective against that guy with the sort of skull mask on? Um, any of these could be either television episodes, you know, live action, or they could be, um, 
you know, movies or whatever. Like, they're just so strong. And I I just really, I, I just, Black Spider, the way he blasted people away, you know, he was like a vigilante who also didn't mind collateral damage. Great stuff, man. Like, you know. I do think it was funny that he was called Black Spider, but he wore a purple costume. Yeah, I know. But it was almost a bit of branding, like Jerry Conway coming over from Spider-Man. You know, it's, it's just funny because it's another it's another uh, black character who has black in their name. <laughs> yeah, right. But it was interesting, you know, story. Like, like Black Lightning, Black Panther, yeah. Black Spider. It's like, <laughs> it's like, because what's funny is that I, I do remember the Black Spider like, uh, uh, tangentially. Sure. But I was just like, oh, that's weird. The guy's called Black Spider, but he runs right in like a purple and orange yes. costume. Yeah. And then the mask comes off, and I'm like, oh, it's a black guy. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, it was that was a good point. I did like that. the The fact was, he wanted to punish all the dealers, but he was the junkie. He threw his life away. That was an interesting twist. I thought because I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it was it was interesting. So yeah, like he he blames all of the junkies for him ruining his life and getting hooked on drugs. So he's just killing them all. But he also and he also doesn't mind talking about not taking any responsibility for your actions. Yeah, I know, and he doesn't mind killing other people as well while he's at it, which is, which is the crazy thing. Oh, he does. He does seem to show remorse. He's like, oh, I don't really want to kill you, Batman, but you're not, you're not giving me much choice. <laughs> and I like the gambling storyline too, where Batman gets the big gambling thing, and and, and I did, I did think it was going to be the woman. I did actually think it was going to be the woman. She was set up too conveniently. And, you know, um, she was the Italian revolutionary and all that kind of stuff. And what about your gambling fever? How did you get that under control so soon? I didn't commission her. I just did what any gambler will do if he if he can. I stacked the deck in my favour. Can't you imagine Adam West saying that as well? I can. Um, yeah, Adam West would give it a different delivery. Well, this Batman is a little bit Adam West in in, in a way. It's a, it's a bit more of a serious Adam West, but it yes. still has those yeah. It still has that those elements of, of it in it. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it, he's probably it's well it's probably twelve years removed from the TV show. It's probably about seventy eight, seventy seven when it came out. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, and I'm going to finish reading it because I I only got up to the Firestorm issue, but I want to say that I think that world's finest storyline is one of the best storylines of Justice League outside of like Morrison that I've read. I, I honestly think that is such a good storyline, and you could make that into a movie. I really believe that that could be a movie, Rich. Could you could you see someone taking the bones of that storyline and putting it into live action? Yeah, of course, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a as a, a jumping point or a huh. a framework for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, imagine that compared to like Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Like, it'd be so much better to, that storyline. Like, you could modernize it, but the way everyone forgot who all the other heroes were, so the focus just becomes Batman and Superman. Then they meet Wonder Woman. Then you have the storyline with Green Arrow and Black Canary, and she has that great line, and what is the past but a, but a dream that we all remember. And I was like, bang, this is strong stuff. Um, nine out of ten, Rich. I, 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 I know it was my own pick, but I'm like, I'm enamored with my own pick. I'm just like, hell yep. yeah. Jerry Jerry Conway. Oh, lit, oh, lit, def- lit definitely. Like, like, it's, yeah, I... I it's it's almost like yeah it's like it's like reading an animated show mm. yeah like where every it's it's almost like it's episodic yes you know every week there's a new adventure yep you know what I mean and so you're just getting you're just going like you're just going bang 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 from story to story some of them are more detective some of them are more action yeah you know um 
it's just yeah, it's a really great collection of little stories, like little vignettes almost. Yeah, and I mean, doesn't it tell you like Jerry Conway fucking had fuel in the tank? He was running on all power. And did you notice that a lot of them was Brave and the Bold, it was Finest, Batman Family, like it was a lot of the side titles. Uh, and you know, and probably gradually as it goes on, but also some Batman and Detective, like it was all over the shop. It was all little ones and bits from everywhere. And there's two more volumes to come of, of his of, of his Batman run. So he did quite a lot of Batman. I, I didn't realize he'd done so much Batman actually, like frankly. Um, and do you miss, dude? Like I, 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 when I saw that Batmobile, I was like, oh yeah. And I'm actually going to ask him about that. I'm going to say, you know, and maybe it's a stupid question, but I'm going to say, did the DC tell the artist what Batmobile to draw or you know did you have like a, a working company model that when you drew the Batmobile did the artist have that or, or whose decision is it you know because oh, I, 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 I we can ask him but I would have just assumed that that was the only like the the bat because it wasn't really a different Batmobile really I suppose so like there wasn't really an, a Batmobile until 89 okay that's when it, that's when it varied up okay right well you know because then the the uh, in the comics, they started doing the Batman vehicle like the Tim Burton one. Yeah, yeah. You know, so probably all they had to really go off for the Batmobile was the the Adam West. Wow! So even even until the early, well, 80s, we, we can ask for clarification. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Well, we could definitely ask. Like, I remember in the Cult, uh, Jim Starlin's The Cult, which is an underrated Batman story, and obviously Frank Miller's. They had the tank, you know. Remember Frank Miller? Fuck, I love that scene in Dark Knight Returns when he's like, you know, and he's like, uh, Dick used to laugh and call it the Batmobile, and it's just a massive tank. That was fucking awesome. I remember, you know, I'm like 13, and I was like, yeah, this is how it's meant to fucking be. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, it, it basically. No thanks. no thanks. Yeah, you were, Rich, Rich, it was just, you were like, uh uh-uh, uh. Give, give me the Adam West or the Tim Burton Batmobile. I do love the Tim Burton Batmobile. Dude, I love the Tim Burton Batmobile. I love the Adam West Batmobile. Big time. Um, do you remember that funky Batmobile that Norm Brayfogle drew in the 90s that Alan Grant had? It was a weird Batmobile. Um, mm. It was an odd, oh, actually, odd Batmobile. Another another great Batmobile, is, which was based on the uh, Tim Burton one, but they changed it up a bit, was the uh, animated series one. Yeah, it was good. It was very good, yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer had a good Batmobile. It's kind of a modified 89. Um, uh, I believe it had just a bit more sort of work done. On well, it. I, I, I wasn't, I don't think I was a fan of the, uh, the rims. Yeah. The spinner rims. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, look, I'm giving Jerry Conway's Batman nine out of 10. Um, I will report back next week on just finishing up the remainder of it. Uh, what are you giving it rich out of 10? Nine out of 10. I concur. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Um, by the way, you said you realize who drew, the Batman Firestorm, Carmen Infantino. Yeah, but I don't think it's his best work, though. Sure, it's with Steve Mitchell, so it's both of them together. Um, yeah, so it, it is quite I, different. You, you'll see when, when you get to it. The, oh, I'm looking, I, at it. Think, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's quite okay, different. The, it's, it's it's more it's, like a 60s style. It, it's the weak... I, I do find it's just the weakest of the... Um, yeah. Of the art. In it. And, and let's face yeah, it, it comes... Not that it's bad, it's just the weakest. Yeah, and it comes right after... Uh, how do you pronounce his name? Um, Garcia, Jose Garcia Lopez. Is that, is that how you pronounce his name? Um, and he is such a beautiful artist. And he's he does the Scalp Hunter, which is just before that one. You know? 
and he is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That art is beautiful. It's beautiful. To I honestly, it's it's absolutely beautiful. I was reading that apparently he um, did by, back in the day. One of the biggest options to to get stick because he was such a craftsman. It took him a long time to draw. You know, to, so he couldn't churn out the pages like monthly, very consistently at all. So, so what they had him doing was quite lucrative. Was all the in-house style guides and promotional, not promotional, like merchandising images. So for a lot of people growing up in the seventies and eighties, it was his Batman that was on lunchboxes and stuff because he did a ton of that for DC because that was his bread and butter. Um, backpacks, you know, lunchboxes, you know, pencil cases, like all the all that shit, like. There's plenty of it. Well, he churned out tons of it for DC, much more so than actual interior artwork. Um, beautiful artist, Rich. Beautiful artist. You know? Yeah, true. Man, I, man, I mean, I can't draw at all, but imagine being that good, you know? Like, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a next level kind of thing. That's a genius. Um, okay, so, well, we've given it nines. Look, I highly recommend it, kids. If you can get... You can get... I, I, I've only got the hardcovers for one and two. I couldn't get three. I do have it in my notes on my phone um, that I'm constantly looking out for three, um, but you can get it. I own them all digitally now. Richard, next week is your choice. Do you have yeah. you had a you had a book, didn't you? Didn't you say? I do. Uh, what was I it? am going to go for um, Thunder Agents Classics Volume One. Okay, and can you brief us what that actually is? Like, so, um, so it's thunder, but it's uh, it's spelled sort of what do you call it, anagramly, you know, T H U N D R. And this was, I think, this is from like the sixties, the the classics ones. Okay. And so, volume one is just the, it's kind of like the, the origin mm-hmm. of of each of the characters. So you've got like, um, you've got uh, Dynamo. So the, is it DC or Marvel, or is it someone else? Oh, it is someone else. Oh, so okay, so it's a, like a like a. Uh, well, the, the the classic collection is is published by IDW. Okay, right. But okay. I can't actually remember who. All right. Well, I'm I'm down for it. Okay. So what is it called? Thunder Agents Classic yes, Volume One. Thunder Agents Classic Volume One, because they did do a relaunch, mm-hmm. in probably the maybe the two thousands, early two thousands. Okay, right. I've never heard of um, it, to be honest. Um, ever so, always interesting. Yeah, to pick up something, something I I do remember reading the reboot, mm-hmm. you know, and like, like so. So I just want to read this one because it's just as I said, it's the origin yeah, kind man. of story of, yeah, of cool. all the characters. Mm. Uh, and then what I was thinking at some point, I might then also go and do the, uh, the relaunch. Yeah, it's a good idea. Good idea. Just just to see how they modernise the characters. Or... All right, so we're doing the classics, so the 60s one. Okay, cool. Um, and they would have been sort of, what do you call them, peers of the um, time period of the 60s, like Marvel and DC stuff. So they would have been alongside them probably. But probably quite popular at the time if they, you know, had one of those, um, you know, what do you call them, like imprints that was, or publishers that has fallen by the wayside since, but at the time was probably reasonably popular, you know? We'll, we'll do. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually try and look up. Um, I'm looking forward to. We'll do a bit of research before the show, so we have some, so we have some sort of news because I've I've honestly never heard well, of them. Uh, no, no. So again, I've never heard of it. It was published by Tower Comics okay. in the sixties. 
And people forget back in the day, the United Nations, they were noted before the British everyday people. Okay, so yeah, some comic company that's obviously gone defunct, obviously is, but it was called Tower Comics. Okay, cool. All right. So Thunder Agents next week. Um, Look, I do want to say we are proud members of the collective. We've mentioned Inner Demons with Brian Biggie. Well, Brian Biggie's been lighting it up recently. I sent him in a um, I sent him in a review for Ghost Rider One, Rich, and I included your comments about Ghost Rider One, and then I talked about the roving, how I wanted Ghost Ghost Rider to be a rover, if you recall, going from town to town. And he was saying, well, the thing is now, Dave, that it's all about heaven and hell, so it's not about Ghost Rider punishing, you know, tax, you know, dodges and stuff. And I was like, well, it should be. Um, you know, and then you also clarified why you can't stay the rider forever. Because I was like, I don't know why the rider ever turns back. Why doesn't he just stay the rider twenty four seven? Apparently, his power becomes too unstable and he's too insane. Basically, um, you know, it's almost sounding like the rider's not completely well adjusted. For so many decades, there's always going to be changes and retcons to sure. their powers and and all that sort of stuff. As I said, bef- I mean. Before the the rider only came out when there was like um, Night. people to be punished. Yeah, and then there was also there's a period in the time where he only came out at night, like he could sure. only manifest it. So again, it's just it's it, it, you just you just got to pick whatever the most recent version of his yeah sure uh, power specs are. You've also got Into the Night out there. You've got Capes and Lunatics. I'm doing another appearance on the Ultimate Spider Man cast or the Ultimate Spider cast this Sunday with Ray and Phil. Uh, we're doing another mid-90s Spider-Man issue. It's a Spider-Man team-up issue with Silver Surfer. So I'm guessing, always. guessing, Rich, as always, I'll be promoting the signal, you know me, boosting, you know, <laughs> trying to entrance. Trans- nothing wrong with that. <sighs> nothing wrong with that. You've got, Adver- you got to hustle. got to Ad- hustle. Advertising 24-7, man, from the corner block to the corner office, Davey, you know. Um, yeah, you know, I kept you. Remember Jay-Z back in the day? He was like, I kept you shit locked down for five summers. Um, yeah, so anyway, there's that. You've got a lot of good good people. Not a, not a, not a Jay-Z listener, I'm afraid. Well, that's okay. Um, you've got a lot of good people on the collective. Um, just trying to think of some of the other people. You've got, like, um, you've obviously got uh, Last Sons of Krypton with Ray and Connor. That's a good show. And you've got Ghost Spider Groupies. That was the one I was trying to think of. I was trying to... I love Ghost Spider Groupies. They're a great group. So anyway, there's a lot of good stuff on the collective. Look, if you can support Signal of Doom... At the Patreon page, it's much appreciated. It goes towards show running costs. I put out a lot of product this week, actually. Ray, Ray and myself did a did a whole thing about Shane Warren and Rob Marsh. We won't even get involved into that. It's too emotional. Check out that episode. Then, just yesterday, did three hours with Jimmy and Eric. Did Jimmy and Eric invade the signal? And and now together, we've put together some more magic, which so Davey needs. No wonder Davey's charred and burn out, you know? I've done like... still got Sunday to go. Sunday, yeah, but I'm just a guest there, man. Are coming in late in the piece, you know. Big ego, big, big, lots of lots of items on my rider. You know what I'm saying when I come in. Big ego, like don't look him in the eye. Doesn't like to be looked in the eye, you know. <laughs> get a game, get, get make sure he's got plenty of blue M and M's. You know all that kind of stuff. Keep the drinks flowing. Keep him in a good mood. Keep him happy. Don't let him get. Don't let him get grumpy. Don't don't get Dave grumpy. All that kind of stuff. So. Anyway, look, on that note, Rich, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night.
Six guns out. 